I'ma give it to you tasty. Bread it up, fry it, and dip it in the gravy. You want fat fish? Yeah, you know you want to try it. Dip it in the butter, make the fat count higher. Higher, higher, higher. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker. Modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. This is Grizzly Kiki. I'm Daniel. And I'm Robert. Welcome to the recap of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10 Reunited. And joining us all the way from Los Angeles, it's Monistat. How are you? Hi, boys. How's it going? It's going well. How are you uh, surviving Pride so far? Um, I am surviving it very lovely. I'm having tons of cigarettes and I'm still looking for dick, so that's not happened yet. Um... I hope I'll finish that very soon. <laughs> How are you boys? Are you guys you guys didn't do New York Pride, huh? No. No. <laughs> we went we went to a drag brunch yesterday in Washington Heights. So that's how a we drag brunch. Okay. Yes. We were like, that counts for something. Yes. Um, that, yeah, that's that's your I mean, you know, that's your contribution to the community. Yeah. We tipped. We ate. There you go. We yazed mm-hmm. and you know, <laughs> supported. Exactly. Clocked your fan. Clocked your fans. You better believe it. We try to avoid um, Manhattan Pride. We love Queens Pride, but oh, Manhattan really? Pride I is kind of. Mm. Is it different? Is it like what's because you know here in LA, um, we actually have two Pride celebrations. We have one um, um, Los Angeles Pride, which mm-hmm. is the big one in, like we had two weeks ago, and then we have another one downtown. Mm. Which is actually really fucking fun, and it's in August. So, mm-hmm. if you guys want to come visit again, that is the perfect time to come. Oh my god, that's so exciting. I would love to. Yeah. Oh. It's more real. There's not a lot of lines. Mm-hmm. You won't get a, there's no riots because people get, can't get in because all the straight white girls bought the tickets. Oh my so God. It's, it's really fun. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't hear about, oh, you guys didn't hear about that. No, no, we didn't no. hear anything about that. That's insane. So, um, during LA Pride, um, people were rioting oh. at the gates because they oversold and people who had passes couldn't get in. Now, when you say passes, passes for like, is there a like a prize? They bought, yeah, they bought two day passes. So in West Hollywood, like they close um, a section of West Hollywood off 
to have like a, a big stage and you know really fun like really cool shit like mm-hmm. this year we had Tovalo I don't know if you guys know Tovalo yes yeah yeah Kalani like oh, really cool really? stuff happened. yeah oh so they oversold on um, the first night and on the first night, everybody rioted at the gates because they couldn't get in. And the line was all the way, like, literally 15 blocks down around the corner. Wow. Until the cops had to come in and were, like, on helicopters, were like, oh, we're over capacity. We can't let anybody in. Oh, my God. That's so fucked up. It's a, it's a total mess. It's that's a total so interesting because at least in that respect, like, it's cordoned off and there's, like, I mean, obviously they oversold, so that's not good. But like in New York, it's just like, you know, you hope you show up on time to like be as close to Fifth Avenue as possible. Otherwise, you're like, you know, an avenue down because it's just open for everyone. Now, it's Fifth Avenue where everything happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It starts and and then goes all the way down to Christopher Street. And then. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's very long. I've seen pictures from the 80s because I have a lot of friends who are um, former boy bar girls. So, like, they would show me pictures of them in the parade, like, in from the 80s. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Our, our equivalent to what you're talking about, where there's, like, a stage and performances and stuff, it uh-huh. happens at, like, the end. I think it's, like, happening right now, if I'm not pier. mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was, like, the concert. This year they got Kylie Minogue. So it was, like, yeah. Oh, wow. That's really great. <laughs> yeah. Lizzo was performing earlier in the day. Oh, then, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Kylie takes over at night. It's kind of yeah. incredible. Yeah. My um, friend walks Kylie's dogs. So, uh, I mean, she lives in West Hollywood. She has a house in West Hollywood. Of course she does. She does, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, next next to Natalie and Bruglia. <laughs> wow. Isn't that, a, isn't that a trip? Talk about being torn. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's right. She's torn. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, LA is such a, in, in, like, such a, like, surreal place. It's um, it's it's the magic of um Hollyweird as I like to call. It. <laughs> it's very Hollyweird. Yes. And we didn't the funny thing is that we avoided Hollywood Hollywood Boulevard for the most part oh. like the the touristy part the whole mm-hmm. time we were there and then the day before we left we were like okay let's go look at the stars and like all of that shit mm-hmm. and it was like being in Times Square and uh-huh. we all yeah. looked at each other and we're like let's get the fuck out of here like this is terrible. <laughs> I love Hollywood Boulevard for all the the, the chintz mm-hmm. and like the tchotchkes and the ridiculousness of it all because uh-huh. like what the fuck like it's so stupid. It's so like I thought I thought Times Square was kind of as odd as it gets mm-hmm. in terms of like a like a tourist you know trap right. thing, but the fact that like Hollywood Boulevard is littered with these you know old theaters and art deco buildings that were you know at at one point it was just like super fancy to walk down the boulevard and now it is this like you know t-shirt shop laden isn't that sad though it's it's so weird it's so strange to me because it's like a shell and the most fucked up part is it's like the real good like buildings the really good art deco buildings is really owned by um, Scientologists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's really fucked up. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Scientologists. Scientologists. 
we drove past what it's the thing it's called big blue the like the uh-huh. headquarters and i was like right oh no like i'm like we're way too close like oh my god no like we're gonna catch it let's go like when you when you come back um when you guys come back i'm gonna take you guys to Hemet. now Hemet is their like zero ground zero their like main headquarters that's oh, where the god. camp is at it's on the way to Palm Springs, and it's, like, in a desert somewhere, and people have been trying to escape from Hemet for a long time. Oh like, Leah Remini's mm-hmm. show talks about it all the time. Oh, that's where they took the kids, right? Yes, yes, Hemet. That's where the kids, remember, where they, like, didn't have drinking water or food or, like, facilities, nothing. It was, like, yes. the work camp, basically. Yes, that's, that's the yeah. work camp. I remember her talking about that. That was so, like, the photos were just so sad. Can you drive to Hemet and, like, rescue someone? I don't think you can because the Scientology, like, the Scientology place is really far off the freeway. And I get really distracted because the best, like, literally the best outlet mall in the world is on the way to Hemet and Pop Springs. (laughs) And, like, they have Tom Ford, Uh Gucci, Saint Laurent, Dolce Gabbana, Prada, like, outlet mall. Like, an outlet mall with, like, all designer brands. So, like, literally, before we go to Pop Springs... We stop at this place called Cabazon. Oh, uh, I've yeah. heard of Cabazon. I want to go there so badly. It's it sounds so genius. Amazing. It's genius. It's the best oh. thing ever. Wow. <laughs> what have you thought of season 10 so far? Oh, my God. Well, season 10 has been um, a lot. I, you know what? I, I, I really shouldn't talk shit because... Um, you came to the wrong place. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm probably, I'm probably gonna get skewered for this, but it, a lot of it really felt like RuPaul's therapy session. Mm, yes, mm-hmm. for me, and um, you know, um, but it makes for great reality TV. And once you remove the aspect of it's a real, it's not a real drag competition anymore, as it is um, a reality show, mm-hmm. then you kind of like learn the differences between the two, and um. A lot of the personalities are huge, big personalities. And of course, as queens, we all have big personalities. We all want to like kind of like out outdo each other. And then you put yourself in a situation where it's heightened and mm-hmm. you're trapped. Um, emotions are going to come out. Yeah, um, absolutely. I do think they lessened a lot of the acting challenges, hmm. but replaced it with shittier, shittier challenges. I mean, I yes. I would say that they replaced the acting challenges with shitty acting challenges. Like that's, that's true. Yeah. That's yeah. very true. I mean, like that's the thing. It's like not all drag queens are meant to be actors. Yeah. Um, there are some who are actors, and there are some who are not. And you know, like I get what like the judges are quote unquote trying to say. Like, wow, you're in drag. You're acting for five minutes mm-hmm. on stage. I'm like, well, acting from a script is completely different. Yeah. and you know i know i know some of the producers on the show and i know what challenges they came up with so it's just kind of really weird to like i'm like girl like are you sure i mean you're coming from a hollywood perspective Mm -hmm, right and these are these are queens from like bumfuck egypt who haven't had that kind of exposure right you know it's different right yeah i mean it's very especially like when they're told like paint for the studio and it's like um but like what queen you know what everyday working queen has necessarily had 
you know, all this experience with studio lights and, you know, production. It's like they're going to paint for the, like, the dark. Like, that's what we paint for. We paint for the nightclub. Yeah, Mm -hmm. where there's a spotlight and it's dim and everything's nice and, you know, like, blurry. You know, and and everybody's really drunk, so your eyebrows look even, you know? Exactly. Like... True. I, you know, I, I get it. I get the fact that it, it is a, it, a, it is a huge production and it is kind of a thing now where it has grown exponentially to something that is bigger than what it was. Mm-hmm. I wish it would go back to a competition in, in my heart. This is just my opinion. Like I would, I wish it would go back to a, a, a competition of just being a good queen, of knowing your mm-hmm. shit, of knowing what to do, of knowing how to do things on stage or how to craft clothes mm-hmm. or how to put together a number. Yeah, absolutely. Because honestly, for me, the first four seasons was truly the pinnacle of Drag Race. Absolutely. You know, because you kind of had to, like, lay the groundwork for, like, mm-hmm. well, the girls need to know how to do hair. The girls need to know how to do a group number. The mm-hmm. girls need to know how to do, you know, costuming. Like, and that's and that's what made me fall in love with the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah, it, it's like you were seeing these, you know, these performers that you fall in love with, you know, in your local towns. Right. Basically up on a stage for all the world to see and you're like they're showing you know the world the stuff that i love about them like this is amazing and you know like you said in the later seasons there are like girls that we've known for a long time that we see on the show we're like well that's a different version of this person like that's not how this person is you know in real life and it's um it can be great because you learn more about them you know because they're forced to like you know, go through this weird um, therapy or, <clears throat> you know, you're left um, like with who is this person, you know, right. and what is this, um, you know, what is this show doing to them, you know, with all of this stress? So it's a it, it is kind of it's, it's become a strange um, animal in a way. You're correct. Like you hit the nail on the head. It's, it's a strange animal now. And, you know, um, as an, uh, you know, like all three of us, we've been doing drag long before the show. Mm-hmm. So we got, we kind of know like the ins and outs of the system and the industry and like how to put numbers and how to do things and all this and all that. And, and you know, the, the show just kind of, I hate to say it, but forgoes the true art of drag for, for ratings Mm -hmm. and for, for dramatic sequences of people fighting. Absolutely. Um, and going to the reunion, it's just like, you know, Asia O'Hara really hit the nail on the head for me. Mm Mm-hmm. That was absolutely correct. Like everything yeah. she said. Everything. Yep. Um, mm. We're going to talk about, so we're going to work backwards a little bit. We're going to talk about their looks and then talk about what was said uh, in the reunion itself. So okay. um, let's go in alphabetical order. Of course. Oh, looks. My favorite part. Looks. I know, right? <laughs> and there were some good ones, I think. Because, you know, there's nothing like a like a sad um, Miss Piggy porn star hybrid drag queen <laughs> judging these looks. Like myself. <laughs> well, why don't you why don't you start us off by telling us what you thought of Aquaria? Well, you know, I, I like Aquaria. To be honest with you, I like what she has to offer. I know not a lot of people are fans of the things she does, and you know, she's still very young, and mm-hmm. she's still like very green about certain things and how yeah. to approach people and whatever. That's cool, but like the bitch is just fucking fierce. Yeah. 
Like she just doing? knows what the fuck she's doing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I mean I love this look. I thought it was Is it pony or brown cow? It's, what is it? Brown? It's a it's a mosquito coat that is Pony okay. hair, but it's supposed to be brown. It, it, it's it's her tribute to uh, Monique Hart. Monique Hart. Yeah, right. and then she has these rings that say stunning. So it was this whole kind of play. Stunning. Yeah. But, like, she just showed up, like, very, um, you know, I'm top four. Like, you know, let's do right. this. You know, very in a coat. Yeah, like right. she was coming for a meeting. And I love all shades of beige. It's just, it's such an incredible, um, like, color story. It. I love, I love yeah. I love a symphony of beige. Sweetie, sweetie used to oh. say a symphony of beige. Yes, yes. There's because yeah. it's so hard to get right, right. you know. Because you can it can go really bad really quickly. To me, she looks like a young Jane Fonda on Safari. I was gonna say no. I was gonna. I literally. I was. <laughs> I was. I was thinking about it, and I was like, Oh my gosh, she's giving me Clute, Jane Fonda, and Clute. Yes. Yes. Like wow. as the prostitute. Like mm-hmm. it was so brilliant. I was living. Yeah. Amazing. Mm. What do we think of Asia O'Hara's look? It's very pageant. It's um, it's very on her brand. Um, I love that she did a finger wave, and I think it was human hair wig. I think it was a human hair finger wave. Okay, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful look. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like a lot of the embellishments. Um, we can find here at Santi Alley. Hmm. <laughs> Um, there was a lot of Santi Ali's finest on that stage. Oh, there was a lot of Santi Ali's finest, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure I've se- I know exactly what stores they got them from. <laughs> um, I did like the fur, the foxtails. I love a I love a good foxtail wrap, and it, it's going back to a really old school like drag, and that's what mm-hmm. I li- I live for. That I live for that look. Yeah. It's like you know foxtails braided together to make a sh- to make a shawl. Like I just think it was very on brand for her as a pageant queen, and um and I get it. I don't want to box her as a pageant. It's just a pageant queen, yeah, but right. I do know her history as being a-, a fierce competitor and belonging in that section of like really fierce pageant queens. Mm-hmm. It's a shame we didn't get to see this standing up on television because you lose the showgirl element of the whole thing right. without yeah. right. her standing. And the, the, the way like that the embellishments narrow and kind of cascade over her legs. Yes. I mean, I well, like it was it was fringe. Really? It was rhinestone fringe. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was very done well. And it's it's very Miss Gay America, which mm-hmm. is you know who she was and who she is. He's forever a symbol of excellence. And I I like I get that aesthetic. Yeah. I love that aesthetic. She's lovely. And so does Rue. And like honestly. Rue loves that like Miss America pageant look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's really a sucker for it. I mean, and, and Asia's the one to give it to you. And I like that she she showed up to the reunion as as her uh, her true drag self. You know, like exactly. this is this is this is me. This is who I you know who auditioned for you. And I can do all that other stuff too, which is right. You know, very important. Um, what do we think of Blair Sinclair? Um, Nicole Kidman. Right? Or Thora Birch. Not Thora Birch. Um, no, it was very Nicole Kidman, Kidman and the Beguiled. Yes. Ooh, it was very Nicole Kidman and the Beguiled. Um, you know, I, I, she's very beautiful. She's fucking stunning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't see much like, of her outfit. Well, I'm looking at her outfit yeah. right now. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very bland to me. I mean, the whole thing, I think they, um, they show the whole thing on fo- uh, photo fashion review. And uh-huh. it's a, you know, it's like a satin, like negligee dress. Uh-huh. I mean, it's, you know, 
It's almost as if she knew she was going to be in the top, like the top tier of girls uh-huh. sitting because you right. didn't have to like see all of it. It was like hidden. So why? I just, I just, I just kind of think that Betty Page, Dita Von Teese, burlesque element of things are like it's been done and I've seen yeah. it. I'm like, Give me something refreshing and like just. But the the great thing about Blair is that like she executed that look really beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From yeah. from the neck up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, because that's all I really saw. Yeah. You know, from the neck up. I couldn't get over her eyebrows. I was really living for these eyebrows. God, the eyebrows were amazing. Yeah. I was like, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Yeah. That twenty-one-year-old skin or twenty. I love a good. I love a good rape victim. You know, like. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what did you think of Dusty's outfit? Uh, <clears throat> giving you sort of. Edward Scissorhands, Cenobite, realness. Was it? I okay from from a viewer perspective and not like taking the drag element out of it. Um, HD is very unforgiving. Yes. Um, the lace could have been cut better on her wig. Yes. Um, the rhinestones I think should have not been from China. Hmm. Because it looked kind of like, oh, they're just kind of plastic. Okay, cool. The fit on the shoulders were perfect. Um, I like her makeup. Like, I love, I live for her makeup. I, I mm-hmm. gag on her makeup because it's so different. And it's so, for me, it's like, I live for that. Like, that kind of punk rock. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be myself. Cool. Let's do this. Um, I did not really care for the weird nose red bump thing oh her like bloody nose that she does i just i was like i don't understand what you're trying to do here i mean this is the reunion do you feel like are you trying to send us a message that you got beat up or what what are you trying to send us a message of is this something like um i know i I shouldn't read too much into it but as a viewer i'm just like that just is really unattractive i think it's her she normally does do this kind of oh she does yeah like and and i think it is because like um she's uh when she started doing drag she called herself a botch like just this person that nobody uh, like wanted or loved you know was like a mess and like tragic and so i I mean i get i get that whole i get that whole narrative i come from that school of drag i come Mm -hmm. from tranny shack where everybody Mm -hmm. was a misfit everybody was a freak everybody was unloved and there was more blood poop anal beads in people's (laughs) numbers than i can fucking remember you know setting fire to things like that's the kind of drag i was raised on and um but there is i mean especially with like kind of subversive punk rock ish type of drag you really have to do it well or your personality really has to match it. Like if you're going to go full force, go full force. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like she was a little too like, Oh, I'm going to be like a sweet victim. And then your makeup is like, I'm going to be some monster. I didn't understand that. It just doesn't match Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit. What about Eureka in this? Like I, I, for some reason I know that. Babosa. (laughs) Well, do you know Babosa? Yes. Exactly. I'm cool. <laughs> Babosa. That's not what I was going to say, but it's giving me very, like, painted ceiling in a church. Mm-hmm. You know? It's very babosa, like a blue babosa. Mm. Girl, what? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, babosa. 
Maybe you should translate for the for the for their listeners what babosa is. What is you trans? Wait. Well, I mean, my babosa is like. Um, because for me, babosa is like snotty. So yeah, I- a little bit. Like it's a slug that's snotty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's like um like um like amorphous and 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 kind of like mushy. Uh, like, yeah, I just I you know what she is a tall, gorgeous mm-hmm. like being, and um her outfit was constructed very beautifully, um but again it's it's choices and you you make choices and that was not the right choice. It's true because like the peplum should be about a foot shorter and like the dress should come in more because yeah. she looks squat. Like it's beautiful. It's an incredible. Like I mean, it even looks like it might have been like um, uh, airbrushed, you know, with the color. And I mean, Diego Montoya, who made this, he does beautiful work. But it, mm-hmm. it, 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 like, sh- in order for this to work, she needs to be like three feet taller. And you know, that's the thing. It's like you think you can pull off some bullshit like that mm-hmm. because it's like, oh, I saw it on the Met Gala. It's high fashion. Mm-hmm. And yes, God, let's do all this and blah 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 blah, girl. No. Yeah. No. I think some of the some of the references are a little too obvious based on the embellishments. Mm-hmm. Right. And it sort of is looking the more I look at it, the more I see like when you're not fu- like, you know, that year where you're like, I'm not fully committed to Christmas. So I'm going to buy like a three foot tall tree and then put it on a table and then buy a skirt. Like the more it, I look at it, that's what I'm seeing. It's like a blue like airbrush job of the hut. Like and then she's in front of a sky me. on top of that. <sighs> Completely. Choices. Like an airbrushed blue job of the hat. I was like, okay. <laughs> Work. Okay, you have pearls on your face. I don't know why you have pearls on your face. You should have just kept it clean. Yeah, well, you know, some <laughs> some people don't know how to keep it clean. Mm. Mm. Um, speaking of choices, mm-hmm. there's Calorie Kardashian. Kardashian, okay. excuse me. Yeah. Um, no. I, I don't care. Is that terrible? I just don't care. I'm just like, no. <laughs> it's I terrible, but you're correct. It's just I just I just, you know, I I enjoy her. Um I wish she would have gotten more airtime. Uh-huh. Yeah. But unfortunately, she got cut short and unfortunately, she got eclipsed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. Eclipsed. By the person who she sent home. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, I mean, that's saying a lot, too. That says a lot. You know? I mean, and, and the thing is, and I, and I, because we don't know her from A Hole in the Wall, and, you know, she was on there so, um, for such a short period of time, but it just, to me, this <coughs> seems like a girl who knew that she was not going to be paid a lot of attention to. That's and I kind of figured out, you know. Like, I didn't understand. Okay, so like, as I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of a, um, on my way to being a diabetic, and um, I am kind of a chunky girl. Okay. Um, that midriff thing kind of threw me off. I don't know why she, why she was throwing showing her midriff. I get body positivity, mm-hmm. and I get that showing off your curves and this and that, and like, I get that. I, I fully, mm-hmm. fully support all that. I think the weird asymmetrical sorry feathered concoction was just mm-hmm. not the look, honey. It was mm-hmm. not the look. It was a lot of weird angles and shapes and like I mean it, it looks like she's in the middle of a fitting. That's what bothered me the most cuz it's just like and, here hold my like I'm holding the fabric for you. It was And I think strange. you know my eye goes to details quite a bit and mm-hmm. I just 
and I was watching it again and again and again. And I was like, wait, maybe the hemline wasn't so hemmed. Like, what was that? It's yeah. the selvage edge. It's the selvage yeah, edge why... of, of the sequin fabric. And that bothers me to no end because it's like... That's, I'm the same way. I'm like, why would you present yourself to a nas- to an international yeah. audience like that? Yeah, like, yeah. Because like it, had more it, money now. it doesn't look like you're trying to do a see-through hem. It's just like, oh wow, look, this like is the perfect length to hit the floor from your waist to the your your you know your toes. Right. Just, I don't know. It's just like, and I'm also surprised because it was Mondo Guerra from Project Runway who made yeah. this for her. And, I have a story about that one. Oh, no comments. And I no don't. I just, comment. I I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know Mondo made that for her. But uh, okay, I, when well, I that. found out, I was like, this is strange. Also, the worst thing is that mm-hmm. the hair. Oh, the hair is atrocious. Like the hair. It's the color. What makes it so off mm-hmm. is that it's so far removed from the blues in the dress. It's just it's a very right. like it's a lot. There's a lot going on. The hair needed. to. It was add. it was very busy. Mm-hmm. These it these, was very busy with without any cohesion. Yeah. These light blue feathers that are right next to her face here. The hair needed to be a little bit lighter than that also this outfit is giving me talia in the video for resurrección like it's very (laughs) you know like it's very that stop don't do that the more again the more i stare at these things i'm like i see this and you shouldn't be wearing it. She's, you know what? I, I would really love to see Miss um, Calorie not so much dragged up as as in her vision of what her drag should be. Like, I think there's something to be said for simplicity mm-hmm. and executing things in like a, a very, just a simple manner. And I think, you know, a lot of these girls come, in, come into the fray thinking that, oh, we have to do the finger wave. Yeah. You know, and we have to wear a certain kind of thing because all the other girls are doing it. But like, listen, if you just paint an immaculate face and give them a, a simple, beautifully done wig, you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be like piles and piles. Because like piles and piles of hair at a certain uh-huh. point just looks like piles and piles of hair. And that's the thing. And that's my thing with Calorie. I think she would look so beautiful if she just stripped everything off mm-hmm. you know just take the trends like get rid of those fucking trends girl who cares mm-hmm. yeah. and just give us classic give us a beautiful red lip mm-hmm. give us a really well done eye like just blend everything we don't yeah. need to what you think you know of what drag is mm-hmm. yeah and she keeps dressing like she's in hawaii that's the other part that i don't understand because what well i keep up- dressing like i'm always in hawaii or i'm <laughs> Or I'm doing poppers on a beach somewhere. I mean, that's um, my ammo. I mean, this is more school. like I, I. You know what it is? I think it's just it's a taste issue. Yeah, it's like right. it's like it's like the top knot in her wig the week she right. went home. I was like, were you like mid steaming that wig and threw it on your head? Like it's mm. just there are these strange choices where like if she just put on she has this one makeup tutorial online where she's wearing like a like bone straight like blunt bob and oh. it looks great. It looks really good, and it's not fussy. And right. I think, like, if she's going to do all of this other stuff, the hair needs to, like, 
not compete and not be so fussy. It's like, you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot going on. Like there's too many. Yeah, and you're you're right. There's too many things happening mm-hmm. in one look. Yeah, you know the sequin fabric, the feathers, the blue hair, the boobs, the midriff, the weird shoulder chain bullshit. Like mm-hmm. what is what is going on here? Mm-hmm. You were not Matahari in 1920, bitch. Yes. Like, yep. girl. It's not that serious. You're going to be sitting there for seven hours. Look and be as comfortable as you can. Exactly. Right. Um, and speaking of cosplay, um, we next have Cameron Michaels. Um, no. Yeah. From too much no. to not enough. I can't. I'm so tired of this, like, the same, and in this case, sad, long, straight hair. Like, I, and I forget where I heard, but somebody said, like, she looked like she was going to, like, a Renaissance fair or, like, a Game of Thrones like reunion i mean i don't i don't i find her very basic i find her pedestrian i find her basic i don't find anything compelling about her drag i don't like i i get that she can pull really cute looks every Mm -hmm. now and then but like aside from that like i get it you're a cute boy Mm -hmm. that thinks you're a drag queen i'm Mm -hmm. good pass Mm -hmm. (laughs) hard pass let's move on (laughs) yes i think i'm good let's talk about mayhem I don't know how to feel about this look. Why? I don't know. Um, I don't mind the jacket or the pants. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have worn them together. Really? Yeah. You are very correct. I'm looking at the picture right now, and um, Mayhem is giving me like some pa- Pam Greer, like yes. Foxy, like some sort of something, and I, I'm living for that hair. Mm-hmm. Like every time I've seen Mayhem, like we have seen each other in public, I'm like, girl, your hair is always amazing. Mm-hmm. Give me your tips. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, the hair is always really good. I don't care for that coat. Mm. Yeah. I don't care for that coat. Um, had she just gone in a jumpsuit? Mm-hmm. Like a halter, like a really cute '70s, like Pam Greer moment, like a you know a black exploitation, like B B movie, like moment. Like I would have mm-hmm. lived. Yeah, like giant hoop earrings, like the sunglasses, and that, like everything but the coat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah, it was very heavy. I mean, I I yeah. liked I liked the elements. I don't think they go well together, but yeah, you're very correct. I agree. I also anyway, I don't like the shoe, but that's another. You know, well, you know, I know. I'm not I'm, everybody. Not everybody can fit into a nine and a half Louboutin like myself. I so I, I understand uh. her troubles, <laughs> her struggles in shoe and shoe delivery. Right. Next, we have Ms. Cracker, who said her look was inspired by Lady Godiva. Um. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. My, I loved how her um, outfit read. On screen, I thought the crystals were beautiful. I wish there was more. Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't get enough. Also, um, I, I get that it's her thing, but the big hair is not working for me. Mm. It, it was eating her up a little bit. Well, a lot of it. Like, think. every time she wears the big hair, and like, I have all, all throughout the competition, it's like big hair after. I'm like, girl. It doesn't work for you. You are, like she said, she's built like R2-D2. But I don't know who steered her into the way of big head. Because it does. It doesn't make sense. I think she just, like, I think there's this um, proportion thing that she likes. Where, like, her hair's so big and her it just makes her look, her head look so tiny. Well, it's not I proportioned. Think. I'm sorry. Yeah. She doesn't understand proportion. It's not proportioned. Bye. What if we add a horn? 
Because I'm getting very unicorn. No. No? No, no that's too, no. that's too, it's it's off, it's very off brand. It's too chintzy for it her. It just needs a little less volume. I mean, what, what bothered me was that she was obviously having lots of trouble with this. Yeah. Just sitting there. Because it was like. Right. I was like dragging her back. Yeah, dragging dragging her back. back. I mean, it was she was holding on her head, and I was like, "Girl, like you're not like not that you're supposed to be comfortable in drag because like that's just not the name of the game, but like you know, have a you know make it a better time for yourself." I think I would Um, love to see. I would love to see Miss Cracker and like a a good because I'm I'm a big fan of just a simple base tease. I mean, you know what a base tease is. Mm -hmm. Like a good like inch, half an inch, not like a fucking sky high wig. You're not Lady Bunny. You're not like a ten foot tall drag queen. And I understand the schematics of why you want your proportions to look the way they are, but the proportions. I guess if she's going for that, like I'm a comic book character you know, drag queen look, I, I, get, I guess it'll work, but it just doesn't work for me. It's kind of unappealing to the eye. Yeah, it's a little, yeah, it's 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 like there's two, like it's competing with her face, which is it's not good. It's competing with her face, it's competing with her outfit. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like I just, I was just like, oh my God, there's so much hair happening here. It just, it's unnecessary. Yeah. It's very unnecessary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next is Monet Exchange. I loved her hair, but I wasn't crazy about the outfit because I thought it was very, like, very simple for what I loved it. I, the thing is, like, I, I, you know, I don't know Monet Exchange very well. I've never encountered her. I've never met her from Adam. And like most of these girls, like, I, I don't really know them very well. But I did, for me, um, I, I, I got where she was coming from. She was giving me, like, Otome Brown from Ghost. Yeah. You know, okay. Molly, you're in danger, girl. Like, I, I yeah, that's I what I got from it. Um, I think this is one of the more well-executed outfits in that the proportions were right. Mm-hmm. The fit was right. The colors may have been questionable, but I get it. Like, I get what she was trying to do. Yeah. It I, was fun. I really loved, I love the way the shoulders fit and the bust and how, like, just a little bit of the bra was crystallized and had these, like, right. straps that went around her back and became her belt with that little, like, gold... Um, like snake um, closure. Um, right. And I loved her with that fringe in like, it, in, in like the pretzel hair. It was amazing. It was, it was so polished. It was exactly. That's what it was. It was a successful outfit for me personally, because mm-hmm. it's a very well put together look. It, it fit right. There wasn't like things like that should have been out. Like, I just think for her pers- personality, from what I've seen on the show, it works. Mm-hmm. And I think the outfit works. I think the hair is right. I would have done without the bow, you know, like the weird hair bow, like Lady Gaga moment. I'm like, that's so dated. Get rid of it. Um, the earrings were right. You know, the jewelry was right. The stoning was right. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it was one of the better outfits that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of Monique Hart as popcorn? <laughs> um, I don't know. I get it. I just, you know, like... Another airbrushed moment here. Um, yeah, this is like, big. I, I've not seen so much of this happen before, like on, um, on, a, on a reunion. I guess it, it's, it speaks to her personality. It speaks to her um, quote-unquote brand as to, I think, who she is as a queen. Mm-hmm. Um, does it excite me? No, because I've seen Manila Luzon do something like this years ago mm-hmm. and do it much better. Yeah. So I'm just I'm not fond of this. And then the weird side hair thing that was just like I bet it was just one fall. Bitch, if you're gonna wear like if you're gonna do that, like wear five falls. 
So right. it's it's like you know like done. It just it gave me like one fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- this is definitely like a stupid outfit. <laughs> yeah, it's a very stupid outfit. But I love it because she's wearing it. <laughs> it's a, like, it's it's very campy, and I mm-hmm. and that's that's her drag, and I live for her. Like honestly, like she is one of the, like I think going to be one of the biggest stars coming out of this season. Yeah. And yeah. I think she has a lot to deliver. She has a lot to say. And I'm, I'm excited to see more from her. This outfit was a miss. Yes. For me. I, um, I love that she had a purse full of popcorn. <coughs> That's, uh, you know, a woman after my own heart. A popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> you like it? You like it buttery. Okay. Mm. Mm, better. The vixen to me has never looked better in this hair that she's wearing. Exactly, gorgeous, Thank you. stunning. That looks this like it's the best she's so ever looked. To make. Who made this? A wigs and grace made this for her. Wigs and grace made mm-hmm. it for her. Like that is the best she has ever looked, and like the makeup is clean. Mm-hmm. The outfit looks clean. I mean, we only saw it for like about you know a good twenty minutes of the show, so we yeah. got which is very sad because it was very pretty. Yeah, I thought. Um, I wish she would have stoned it. If there were stones, I did not see it. Mm. Um, like the little flowers, mm-hmm. like old school drag queens. You always used to tell me, girl, if there's a flower, fucking put a stone on it. <laughs> well, you know, more to pick up the light with. Why exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, you know, going back to Miss Cracker, that's why her outfit was sort of successful because it just, you were drawn to her stones. Had she had um, the Vixen stone some of this, it would have been more impactful. Yes. I yeah. sort of, I wish the neck, the fit of the neck was a little bit better because she really did, like the, the fabric that they chose for this nude illusion here, they really hit the nail on the head because this is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Probably, they probably dyed that mesh because it's, it, it transitions in color. Skin. So yeah. they had yeah, to have it dyed it and then put those appliques on it, which is takes a very long time of hand sewing to do right. but i yeah, i literally have not seen her look better in the competition anyway up until now and you know we'll talk about that later but it was kind my of my only sad. my only real critique is the earrings um i would have gone with simple studs mm. yeah i i find like the kitschy heart nonsense it, it's it's cute i just don't think it goes with this outfit i would have gone for simple like you know if you can borrow diamonds borrow diamonds bitch or like get like those rhinestone like square things and put them on a clip on. Mm-hmm. Like the simpler. The hair's the hair is sort of gold in in tone and the uh-huh. earrings are gold. I feel like the earrings should be like a contrasting color of some kind. Exactly. That's what, mm-hmm. it needs to contrast somehow yeah. to break the neckline because like you don't really see a neck, so yeah. you kind of want to see a neck there or some sort of semblance of of something there. Yeah. So it would have been nice to see a break in 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 color and and pattern yeah Mm -hmm. but overall stunning overall stunning it was very beautiful it was very well done Mm -hmm. miss vangie (laughs) oh my god i live i loved her i don't know i i I don't know if she was mourning or why she was mourning or who died like i don't know the lace gloves calories outfit died that's what she was mourning Calories outfit, calories career. Okay. Wow, wow, wow. Um, <laughs> that took a turn. <laughs> I like the I I I the presentation is flawless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have a feeling she got help from somebody from a season nine. Oh mm. well, I mean this is made by her designer, so it, it it's very reminiscent of something that person would wear. Mm-hmm. 
and I know this, I know that person very well because I'm like, oh my God, this is like something exactly what that person would wear. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very disconcerting to have something so beautiful and have a voice like a lawnmower. <laughs> like, it just, like, it throws me off. I love it because it's so twisted. But really, it's just like, what the fuck? She look. She looks like a like a twenty year old widow, but sounds like an eighty year old woman from Boca Raton. It's it's just like I love that. Like, I'm Benji. Like, oh my god. There's nothing delicate about that voice, and the exactly. contrast is There's nothing delicate. It's it's just great because it's like you know they dress her all up, and she's like, ah, yeah, what are we doing? You know, it's just like you know, and then she's like, Miss Angie. It's just so like it is so disconcerting, but I love it because it's so like wacky. Yeah, you know, um, it's like a Cookie Monster. Like you put a Cookie Monster. <laughs> In a fucking Bob Mackie like piece, and you're like, oh, okay, girl. I've always um, loved her her uh, her accent. I've always been charmed by her accent. I, you know, I think she she is going very far. I think she has a long long career in drag. I actually enjoy watching her. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen her a couple times now, and I'm like. I'm really floored at her. Like, I'm just like, wow, you are the real deal, bitch. Like, you have it. Like, why you got kicked off first is beyond me. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know why. No, she didn't. She didn't deserve to be to go home first. But had she not gone home first, I don't think well, that like she had an impact. Yeah. I, I There was something about her going. It was like the perfect combination of, of stuff for some uh-huh. reason. Um. I don't know, maybe, maybe we'll get to see more of her. Yeah, we no. should. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe. Is, is she going to be with the other other queens from like New Jersey and New York? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. Okay, possibly. possibly. You never know. <laughs> now, my only my only real critique was there was um, the veil. Like there was too many veils, girl. Just one. Pick one. Yeah. <laughs> Pick one veil, girl. Stick with it. Like the rhinestone fishnets were beautiful. Like I get that Galliano Chanel moment, but then to have another veil, I'm like, why? Also, to have famously struggled with a veil on the show. Oh, maybe that was the point <laughs> like, of this. I don't know. Maybe she was mourning that outfit. I don't. I don't well, maybe I'm reading too this much. Covered into in this. flower. There's no dolls. No. I, I mean, it's it's like a it is like a floral damask, but I think I'm reaching. Maybe like unless there's a like a black spray painted Barbie head, which I don't think this designer would do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would have set it over the edge if she had just worn like a little pendant with a, like a chopped off Barbie head painted in black. That would have been like genius. Done. <laughs> oh my god, I like I can't. I'm de- I'm dead. Done. But like I, I live for this. I live for this like Sicilian mafia wife oh. look. Oh um, yes, mm. it's very Valentina. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dying, mm. oh. we have Yahuwah. The grudge. The grudge. grudge. Well, the little girl from the ring, apparently. Oh, is she the little girl from the ring? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I was like, why is cousin it at the reunion? (laughs) Because in the beginning, she she had the hair over her face, and I was like, oh, I heard about this, but I was not. I I really wasn't ready for it. Uh Um, I I don't. I mean, you know what? She just in in an A for effort and like doing something really left of center, like so far that it's like. I mean, it's a, it's a, like, it's a cosplay kind of at the end. of. The I, day. I'm just, um, okay. I have a lot of opinions about this <laughs> nonsense. Uh-huh. Um, 
I don't know. I, you know, I, I get that you want to be funny and you want to, um, try to be kooky and different. I, I get that. I, I'm from, cut from the same cloth. Believe me, trust me. But like, I just, this is not the time nor the place for that. No. Yeah. Like, you know, this is like one of your last chances to be on national TV and like really just give them an impact moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, like, you want to be, you want to be that bitch and just mm-hmm. kind of be like, hey, oh my God, I'm going to dress up as the girl from the ring. Cool. Yes, it's fan service and the mm-hmm. fans are going to talk about it, but is it going to serve you in the end? No. No, no, no. Also, these lashes, wrong lashes for this look. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a- analogous to much of her choices on the show. It's well, a lot of wrong choices. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, yeah. it's, um, I and it's just it's such a distraction but not in a good way it's not like I'm looking at it and being like oh girl you did that and like you're just, very correct there I didn't, you know, I didn't think about that mm-hmm. I didn't think about it. it's a very bad distraction like you know everybody else mm-hmm. go ahead I'm sorry Yo, what I'm saying is like Monique's outfit which was a costume like from head to toe right it was distracting but you kept on looking at it because it was like okay this is funny you know like it's um it's it's playful and she's doing different things with fabric so <coughs> excuse me so it is something interesting to look at but with this i honestly just kind of look at it and i'm like like really like this is what you like you were gonna do a gag and like this is what you did like it's it's you know again like rhinestone the you know the the smock like do something that like takes it to this other level and i mean again not to be shady all she did was put glitter all over her face and honestly it looked like her face was made of stone and so again it was just distraction upon distraction and it just i don't know it just detracted from everything it's very out of place and you're very correct and and monique hart as as campy and as outrageous as that costume was it fit in mm-hmm. it made sense with everything else because she gave you a mermaid tail she gave you yep. a fish tail down she gave you a kind of corseted top you know she gave you the right elements mm-hmm. and she to gave be us part of that right whole group elements. and then um you gave us the 10th element of nothing <laughs> i'm just i'm very confused you know, I, I'm usually rooting for the Asian bitch on the show. I mean, it's always been my thing. I will always root for the Asian girl. But, like, I don't know. And I've been such a big fan of her forever. That's the thing. I'm like, I'm really disappointed because I was such a big fan. You know, Why? That's, that's kind of in the big theme of the reunion, which is, you know, um, at a certain point, I just can't help you anymore. Mm? <laughs> <laughs> well. Um. Well, are there are there very ser- self serving? Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes, you absolutely. Know. Well, we're gonna take a break, but when we come back, we're actually going to dig deep into this reunion because Ooh. we had a lot of feelings. So uh, stick around. We'll be right back. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. We're back. 
and it's time to talk about the reunion. Um, before we get started, I just want to talk about the format. So we're going to, because we were disgusted by the actions of several people on this episode, we're going to treat this like a town hall. So I'm going to bring up a topic, and okay. if you want to talk about it, we will stop there and talk about it and then move on. Good. Okay. Um, so the first topic they brought up was Miss Vangie and the whole virality of this name and her saying it. And then there were memes and gifts and all this stuff. What did you think? Are you tired of Miss Vangie? Is she over? Um, I don't think she's over. I'm tired of the catchphrase. Mm. But, you know, that show is very good for catchphrases and, and such things. Um, I am not tired of Miss Vanjie for the simple fact that I have seen her live. And I know what she can do. And mm-hmm. I know what she brings. And I think she's the real deal. I, there's nothing, like, fake about her. And I, I just, I connect with her rawness. I connect with her energy. Mm-hmm. So I like that. The catchphrase is tired. Um, do I think RuPaul should take responsibility for making it a thing no no, no. absolutely not or calorie not. or calorie either calorie like just set her home like mm-hmm. she didn't do damn shit so bye <laughs> yeah do we want to move on to the lip yeah things? i'm good i mean i i i like that she's not always using the catchphrase yes that i have to say i think it is because she's obviously like moved on to like you know she's like Completely. I have, like i have shit to do so right. you guys can keep on enjoying this and you know then she knows how to play she knows how to play yeah. she knows how to use it in her favor she knows when to not use it and more mm-hmm. often than not she does not need to use it and that's the great thing about her it's there is nothing forced it's very genuine and yeah. that's what I, that's what i've always gotten from her from when i've watched her live or the like the five seconds she was on television Absolutely. there was nothing forced about it like it's just it's so good mm-hmm. and that's why i connect with her yeah she's just enjoyable she was just <gasps> she was a girl who wanted to eat carrot cake she made carrot cake and then somebody got a slice and was like oh my god this carrot cake is really good and now she's opening a bakery it's like whoa how did we get here I'd like is this really like the cool. sushi thing from last year's reunion where they talked about sushi ad nauseum oh my god i, I know i wanted to kill myself i was like what carrot cake oh, ad nauseum my. sushi okay bye let's not do that let's not do that um let's talk about these lip syncs i didn't think there was anything like i thought they were really reaching for topics this year at the reunion um because talking about these lip syncs what did we really like what was there really to unpack with these lip about the lip syncs right it's very cut and dry and that's the one thing that's very good about and consistent with the show is the lip sync for your lives after 10 years the one thing you can really count on that is not really so forced i mean they can edit it however they want to is the lip syncs yeah and that's one topic that's just like okay well why do you need to talk about it for who cares yeah. like right. you performed yeah. i mean the only thing we possibly they would possibly have to talk about which they would never do is how eureka should have gone home when she lip synced against cameron and they threw her a bone and kept her Mm -hmm. and that's about it it's the only time cameron like i think deserved like you would just have one right that like that that should have been her one cute and if you didn't do better next time bitch go home but anyway they both made it far you know to the Mm -hmm. top four somehow Come on, narrative. Come on, storyline. <laughs> I did think, okay, so when, when, when Monique was being asked about not knowing the words during her lip sync with the Vixen, I thought mm-hmm. she, she came off very, um, 
aggressive in a way like the all of the responses mm-hmm. were sort of with like an attitude and i was curious as to what that means because clearly there's something behind all of that well i i, I think that rue because you know they they were like well wh- why didn't you know the words I, I was you know i was up making the um her mermaid costume right and they were like well was it worth it and she was like obviously not and it's like I would be defensive too if it's just like, well, how about this? And how about that? And how about this? And it's like, all right, whatever it was, she made a choice that night. She didn't have this. She didn't have that. So she was, you know, she's one person at right. the end of the day. And so like, if she would rather, you know, maybe risk being in the bottom two and risk not knowing the words, so she would have at least something on her body resembling a fucking mermaid tail. Well, she's... It was a, it was very off to me. I, I just, you know? I found that whole moment to very off. Um, I, I, you know, like I've seen Monique Hart perform and I've kind of enjoyed her mm-hmm. performances. So I was a little disappointed with the not lip syncing thing. It wasn't as bad as last year's not lip syncing oh, thing God. because there, there was no cop out excuse. Like that mm-hmm. bitch just thought like Monique, I'm pretty sure knew she was never going to win. Mm-hmm. And so like, they're just, she just kind of fell flat on that moment. Right. Um, I really, I honestly thought Monique Hart was going to go a lot longer than she should have gone, only because I think she's one of those queens who, if you give her the right training in terms of, like, you know, the technical aspects of drag, like wigs and makeup Mm -hmm. and costuming, she would go very far because Mm -hmm. her, her presence is amazing yeah. her um the way like the way she carries herself is great like i like the way she talks it's very her like again it goes back to the whole miss vanji thing where it's like it's very genuine yes yeah a little crunchy the look is crunchy i will <laughs> i will it's crunchy as fuck i mean it's a brick honey it's a brick it's another but carrot you know, cake moment lots you need, of walnuts you need strong bricks to build foundations mm. there we go i was being and you need one fat bitch to knock it all down i'm here for i all mean that. You know, if I lean up against the brick wall for long enough, you better believe Huff and Puff, it's coming down. Oh, completely. Um, <laughs> or in my in my case, just get a blowtorch and just torch the fucking thing. <laughs> I like your approach better. It's like less effort. You're just oh, like, yeah. you know, coming with a with a, you know, a gun or a, like a, a torch rather. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> a nice torch. I'll kiss you and then torch your house. Ah! Well, you know. Wow. <laughs> Shout out to Left Eye. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. <laughs> the um, oh. the next topic was the Vixens' quote unquote confrontational side. I thought it was shady for them to segue into it like this mm-hmm. because again, the Vixen did not start either of the fights that were discussed during this segment. Nope. So stop with the like her being confrontational. That's not what happened. Well, that's all she did on drag. Like she didn't, you know, she didn't talk about race politics. She didn't talk about inequality. You know, she didn't do anything relevant other than fight with a big white woman. So like, well, I have my own feelings about the Vixen and um, I I followed her for a while because I've heard about her Mm -hmm. um, through social media. And I know she does a black girl magic show in Chicago. And I think that's beautiful. And I think there should be more shows like that. Um, and then I follow her on Facebook. Um, but then a lot of her posts were kind of negative and kind of just like really disheartening. You know, I, I get that you're an activist for equal rights. Honey, we're in that era. We're in the age of outrage. You should be mad. You should be upset. This is now the time. But there is a right and a wrong way to go about it. Um, 
had she not honestly in my in just in my feeble decrepit mind i think she should have not said i'm here to fight as her like first word her opening words were literally i'm here to fight because that set the whole narrative up for her yeah, to yeah. Be that they they took it and were like oh okay like yeah we're gonna make you that person and we're yeah. gonna give you that edit and that's and I'm sure like she that's probably like she probably did not go in there and was like I'm going to be angry to fight all of you right yeah, it was just like I'm here to fight probably for my place and for what I believe in which is very good but you know like they're like oh she's gonna be angry well it's it it's even simpler than that because I was watching she did a a Facebook live uh the night of the reunion and uh-huh. uh th- this line was inspired. I blocked her oh you blocked her. Like years ago, honey. Oh my god. Yeah, she tried to get into it with me, so I just I I'm just like, okay, block, bye. Oh I'm good. Yeah. Well, in her in her video she said that the line was inspired by Bad Girls Club. So it was even simpler than you know, we're all like thinking, Oh, she's talking about fighting for the competition, she's talking about fighting the other girls. No, it's just a reference. Was it really to bad about girls the bad club. girls club? I think that is a s I, I I can only speak from what I'm I'm understanding and, and our and my capacity to, you know, comprehend certain things. But I don't think I, I think for her to say that it was a bad girls club reference, as a fan of the bad girls club, that's I, I don't know about that one. I don't well, know. I don't know anything about the Bad Girls Club. <laughs> I love so I it. Can't, I can't. I love um, it. I can't speak to how much of a reference it was. I know that she did say that uh, season nine was full of girls being nice, and she was going to be the, um, the like the, the truth person, serum, I guess. Like the person who stirs the pot, and well, she stirs the pot. I don't think I wouldn't say that she necessarily stirred the. Well, in these two instances that we're about to discuss, I don't think it was her stirring the pot, but. Mm. Um, so let's, let's, let's get into the first one. So Aquaria versus the Vixen, the, they have this conversation about Miss Cracker when she's not in the room during Untucked and uh-huh. she is taken on a ride to believe that this, that, and the other about Miss, uh, Miss Cracker and how she basically stole Aquaria's look. And she makes this comment, which I will say she could have not said this, but you know, they're having a conversation and I think she understood what was happening. Um, mm-hmm. she says, you know, that Miss Cracker faked her way to RuPaul's Drag Race, which I think is a heavy statement, but yeah, that's Aquaria, was, Aquaria was driving the car. Like, let's be real. She was mm. fucking driving that car. Um, then it turns into this thing because the Vixen, as I suspected, the Vixen was like, no, you said you were going to bring it up because if you remember, the Vixen says to her, if you don't bring this up, I will. And Aquaria's response is something to, to the effect of, oh, you better believe I'm going to bring it up. And then she doesn't. So the next day in the work or later that day in the workroom, Calorie brings it up and the Vixen is like, okay, let's get to the bottom of this because I said some fucked up shit about Miss Cracker on Untucked and I want to be like, let's clear that shit up. Right. And that's basically what happened. So I, you know what? Okay. Um, that situation is, 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 it's very, um, weird I, I wouldn't say weird just just off um manipulate it was very manipulative of aquaria mm-hmm. to throw out that fishing line mm-hmm. but it was also kind of stupid for vixen to take the bait because it's a setup right. like if you're a smart bitch you would not have taken that setup because i'm like oh well aquaria's trying to set me up bitch the fuck 
That's I never uh, I never looked at it as Aquaria trying to set her up specifically. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you see that somebody's like paying attention to your whining, you'll be like, yes. oh, a sympathetic ear. Because I feel like the vixen was like, wait, are you telling me that this other queen that is from New York too came here and she's been stealing your shit for years? Right. Because like at first I was very much convinced like you know the 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 vixen was saying like you know girl you're like you know you're you're out here saying that tracker faked her way to the top and only recently after rewatching rewatching is like oh no Aquaria had her convinced through her whining and like me oh my you know white tears that um that Miss Cracker was stealing from her and as we saw you know the vixen does not do well when things about stealing are mentioned right, as, as right. nobody you know as nobody would especially in in the drag world like it is you know you fight for your spot and right. she was hearing that this other bitch stole from this one mm-hmm. so she yeah, was, like you know aquaria through that line mm-hmm. and vixen took the bait and remember at the end of the day this is all a reality show so you are fighting for screen time mm-hmm. and you are fighting to get in front of that you know for that moment and when when you have something juicy like that, especially within the first couple of days of filming, and you want to make a quick impact right away, like I, I just felt like that was a setup for the vixen, and the vixen took the bait. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they also do you know these like legendary psyche valves on these girls, so they know like and you know oh I know about those psyche like, right and and they're like story producers, so it's like there are. <laughs> unfortunately these girls are like little puppets you know and all their buttons are being pushed it's like you know we all saw the workroom at DragCon. it is like a fishbowl so it's like you know you're corralled in there and it's like they can shoot at you however they want so like, have you have you ever done reality like, like have you any of you both of you done reality before like uh, to, no to be, you know. so let me tell you something like when i did um um, celebrity wife swap with with my drag mother Margaret Cho, like it, the psych eval mm-hmm. for that was crazy. But then even off, like the producers were really trying to get me to be kind of the monster in the situation and fight with Holly Robinson P. Really, um, that was so very they, clear from the way it was edited because I remember like the first time we saw you on camera, you were holding uh-huh. a glass of wine and you had a very like. You know, you had a very like, um, like evil, um, like Disney villain look to you, and I remember right. thinking, like, "Ooh, what are they doing here? What's happening?" Mm-hmm. It was, it's all very calculated, and yeah. and unfortunately, that's the way reality works. And I remember one instance where I, I was literally like, they were trying to get me to to talk shit about Holly Robinson P, like literally, right? And she was sitting right there, off camera, like a um, an off camera, like um, one of those interviews. And the producers were like, well, what do you have to say about her? I'm like, oh, she was great. I mean, we had a good time today. I don't know what we want to do. And then they're like, oh, but how do you feel about that? I was mm-hmm. like, well, I didn't really feel anything towards it. Like, I just, whatever, who cares? I was just drinking the whole time. And then they were like, well, how do you really feel about that? I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm okay, I guess. And then they were finally like, no, say this. This is how you felt about that. Right. So they'll they'll repeat the question over and over and over and over and over and over again until they get the answer that they want. Right. Because you've just given up mm-hmm. and you're like, fuck, shut the fuck up, I'll say it. Yeah. I do think that Aquaria went into this experience with that being something she wanted to bring up. I'm convinced of that. I, I think so too. And if, if not so her, too. then definitely the producers. Yeah. 
I, I, I believe that wholeheartedly because if it wasn't going to be the Vixen, it was going to be Monet Exchange who would have done that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I mean, and there's no, like, Cracker and Aquaria with the history that they have, good, bad, or otherwise, uh-huh. they were not, ca- like, this is not, you know, um, a coincidence that yes. they were cast well, you know, I, I know specifically, I will know, spe- I know specifically, especially in LA, right when audition time happens, girls will literally fight with each other mm-hmm. for attention because they think so-and-so is getting on and they will fight with you so they can get on the show with their, with her. Wow. Like, it's a, it's really a thing here in LA. Wow. You know when it's, like, I always post about it online, like, right, I'm like, oh, it's audition time again, so-and-so's fighting. People are fighting <laughs> their, See, in New time. York, the girls just fight. Oh. <laughs> they're just like you know they have their moments Ellie is very um, passive aggressive so mm. that's something you'll learn in the future it's very passive aggressive lots of vague booking I guess lots of vague uh, booking <laughs> let's talk about Eureka versus the Vixen um, I thought RuPaul started the questioning off rather aggressive by asking the girls to comment and then pointing like when the Vixen basically steps back and is like okay I'm gonna give you know, I'm going to give Eureka the floor. And then Eureka is like, oh, no, 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 after you. Um, RuPaul points her frustration at the Vixen with her whole like tirade about, oh, now you're, you have, you've got nothing to say. And it's interesting to me that RuPaul yells at the girl who, like, meanwhile, you have the girl who wouldn't shut up on the other side mm-hmm. right. yelling at the Vixen, who is the one that was like put through the ringer because of this situation. Right like it just it's so unnecessary i i really want to know what rupaul has against the vixen because this is this is like you know michelle and adore from all stars where it's like there's something personal here and rupaul's pissed at her but you know i don't know what happened behind the scenes i don't know what went down none of us know we weren't there Mm -hmm. only only a handful of people will really know what really happened um, I thought it was kind of distasteful of Rue with that moment. I, you know, I, I was just like, why are you doing that to her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Vixen fan by any ways means necessary. Like I'm not, but like, I just felt like, you know, um, as, as a RuPaul's drag race, as the queen mother of, of, of drag, um, and somebody who who is a showrunner, an executive producer of a show, mm-hmm. in my opinion, it it should have been her approach to things should have been a bit more arbitrary and a bit more um, as a moderator mm-hmm. rather than inject her personal feelings into a situation. Absolutely. Well, but whose name is in the title of the show? Mm. <laughs> you know, well, she doesn't own her name, and I don't care. Like I'll say it, she doesn't own her name. Oh, really? Is it her name? Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's true, T, honey. Like that's, that's known fact for years. Like she doesn't own her name. I will go into that later. Okay, but like <laughs> she doesn't. I, yeah, for what it's worth, um, I felt bad. I, you know, like just it's just a lot. It was a a storm waiting to happen, and mm-hmm. uh, the vixen did not deserve what happened. No, no, at all. Mm-mm. One of the things that disturbed me was RuPaul. RuPaul's response with saying that's like saying eat the cake anime in reference to the Vixen saying that Eureka goaded her to get a reaction out of her why would she bring up 
this like this reference to Tina Turner being abused in her marriage from What's Love Got to Do with It? Mm-hmm. Why, why, would I, why didn't we even catch that? I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. When did that happen? And, and putting Eureka in the position of Tina Turner and the vixen in the position of the abuser. So the vixen was talking about how she internalized the argument she had with Eureka after filming. Uh-huh. And okay. she said that she felt responsible for what happened. And then and then when it aired, she realized that Eureka had orchestrated the whole thing. And oh, that part I know because I remember watching that on top. I was like, oh, this bitch set her up, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So RuPaul responds to her saying that uh, with that's like saying eat the cake anime, uh-huh. you know, in reference to the vixen saying that Eureka goaded her to get the reaction that she got out of her. Right. And it's like, why, what is she, what is she saying? First of all, what is she saying about, um, about abusive, like an abusive relationship, like the one Ike and Tina Turner had by making this comment, making it seem like it was the vixen's choice to get upset in this moment. Wow. I didn't even think about that part. Well, I was just like, you know, um, it's a weird situation. I'm not very fond of Eureka O'Hara. Mm-hmm. I'm not fond of her character. I think she's a fabulous queen. I think I've, I've seen her live a couple times. I've worked with her a couple times. Like, she does something magical on stage. God knows mm-hmm. I don't see it, but others do. And they mm-hmm. live. They right. live for it. I, You know, um, a lot of her commentary on the show was a little off-brand to me. And it's not because she, I, you know, people saying she is racist. I don't think she's racist. I think she is just completely ignorant. Right. And this is this is a thing that, like, a lot of people have. And I, I can name other former contestants who are not racist, who are just fucking ignorant. Um, mm-hmm. It's an unfortunate situation. I feel that, like, that was a weird setup. Like, that whole, like, that whole back and forth was just so, like, okay, well, the vixen was for once, A, shutting up and not really trying to fight, mm-hmm. and B, like... You know, like it, 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 it was setting something. It was setting something up, and I, I'm glad that it didn't get to the place where they were going. Right. But it, I just felt bad. I felt really. I, I was just like, wow, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And RuPaul, RuPaul is not a medical professional. She did not finish college. No. Probably didn't go. Like she is in no position to be like light trying to life coach these girls specifically the vixen as inappropriately as she does she's read a few books <coughs> and sees herself as this ascendant being and it's like that's cute between you your mind and whatever voices are in there don't you know like impose I mean, as, this on other people as somebody like i i guess i can speak from somebody who has been through recovery and been through that whole like you know diatribe of like doing mm-hmm. all this and all that like the first like the, there's a couple of rules in recovery and and one of those is like don't take on other people's bullshit mm-hmm. so and i feel like when rue gets really preachy about oh i meditate and i do this every morning and i love that i meditate too every morning like but don't inject your what you are doing to other people mm-hmm. right like don't like don't try to force feed america that you are some sort of something mm-hmm. right yeah absolutely. you know because it's not it, it just doesn't sit well with me and like i just i just i find that really just off it's like girl like why who cares if you do that a, a ton of other people do that like it, i guess in recovery you call it like a big book thumper 
Like they have to make sure you follow this, you do that. I'm going to tell you how to do it. This is the way or the highway. And that doesn't work for everybody. Right. Yeah. It doesn't work. It works for some people. It does not work for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, There's another moment where we find out that Eureka was trying to produce the resolution that the Vixen and Eureka had eventually. Yeah. But why did they cut that part off so quickly? I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to hear more of this. But then it was like, boop, no, we're not going to talk about it. Well, right. And RuPaul, who is supposed to be the moderator, then distracts from that moment to bring it back to the fight between her and Aquaria and and is, you know, accusing the Vixen of instigating that fight. She didn't instigate the fight. What she did was she was trying to further the conversation in a quick way by saying, too vague, let's, you know, get a little more information here. What's right. wrong with like what is truly wrong with that from RuPaul's perspective? That's the thing I don't get. Where is it that she has a problem with the Vixen furthering a storyline that the people she works mm-hmm. for saw value in? Mm-hmm. It's it's you know again going back to Ru trying to present this. I'm I'm kind of holier than thou because I've done this and done that and I've lived through it. And I've wrote, I've written two books and I produce a fabulous show with Emmys. And this is the way to my success. And you should follow my success. I, I think, I, I just, I find a lot of it distasteful right. for me. Like, it just, it's no. kind of, why would you change the subject right away? Yes. What are you trying to hide? Also, I don't doubt that RuPaul has had some life experiences that would be valuable to someone. But stop right. forcing them. You're not a religion. Stop it. I mean, technically, Drag Race, Drag Race itself, I think in its original, truest form, is a competition about being America's Next Drag Superstar and that you have to follow Rue's steps. Right. Like, I was told, like, literally, when I when I first auditioned, like, well, read Rue's book, see how she did it. That's how the competition is going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, oh, but I don't agree with everything she says. I don't. I really don't. I don't have to. And... Like to for to try and force feed this oh kumbaya mumbo jumbo to America. It, I can I think it's a disservice, and I think it's a serious disservice mm-hmm. because we don't all have to be friends, girl. No, not at all. We can be civil and be respectful, but we don't have to be friends. Mm-hmm. There are tons of queens that do shows with one another and don't talk to each other. Right. At all. Like, like they're there. It's, it is a job. At the end of the day, it is an art form and it is beautiful and it is, right. mm, you know, therapeutic actually in, in many ways. But it is, you've got to make that coin to survive. <laughs> Otherwise, you can't produce your art. And so she, sometimes and, and of course, you have to work with a girl you don't like. And Rue should be the one person that should be like, well, we don't have to be friends, but we should respect you. Like, that's not the where, that's not where that conversation was going between her, like, and Eureka and the Aquaria thing. Like, I was mm-hmm. like, you know, like, it's, you're trying to tell people to get along. They don't have to. No. They don't mm-hmm. need to. You're trying to, like, your job as a producer of the show is to mediate and be arbitrary to what is going on. Because, mm-hmm. listen, it's already a good show with, where you get a bunch of fucking, queens who have egos the size of jupiter like trapped and you know put them in situations and this and that like you don't need to overproduce and i think that's where the misnomer of 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 the drag race brand is it's now being way too overproduced yeah yeah and for what end though for what end is my big question is for what end right for an emmy 
Right. I I really do think that like, you know, I mean, and and I don't know if this started on Logo or when it moved to VH1, but it (sighs) seems to be getting like trashier and trashier with like the like the things that they choose to push the girl you know and i'm sure like the story producers are like okay you we want you to ask them about this it's no longer like you know tell us about your family with some of these girls or you know that great moment where you know all of the girls of color talked about their religion the tell us about your family thing is very real but it's mostly tell us about your dead parents yeah exactly that's very specifically and but it's just I, they're there because there is like a, a quote unquote sisterhood because everybody's kind of in this together, not just in, you know, in this fabricated environment. But it's like the drag community is very small. And what 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 was done this season in, in a lot of ways was fracture that further. And yes. and it's not it's just it's sad to see that, especially like with somebody who is as smart as the Vixen to use her that way and to you know basically she signs a contract that says she's going to let herself be fucked with so it just it was it the like the word you use is perfect is that it is it was very distasteful like rue's behavior and attitude and it's like you are like you know you're supposed to be this um this figurehead and figureheads don't crack and right all of the cracks in rue's facade were plainly visible and it was uh, just very ugly. Yes, I think it was. It was really ugly, and mm-hmm. you know, like, and it, I, you know, I, I go back to the season one reunion with, with her versus Tammy Brown. Yep. And I think you know there are very few times uh, because Rue is very calculated in what she chooses to let the public know. Um, there are very few people who can crack her, and I think the vixen kind of hit a nerve with Rue. In a very personal way, and that's why she cracked and showed her ass. Mm-hmm. Like, showed her ass. She completely. did. She absolutely showed her ass. Yeah, and it's um, it was not a cute one. This no, is it's a, not. This experience is a perfect argument to have someone else host the reunion going forward. Um, is that really a thing, though? Is that going to happen? Oh, I don't know. I'm just we're we're we were saying it's odd that she would be. She is both the host of the show and then also the host of the reunion. You don't really see that in other reality shows. So no, like you know, uh, Housewives never does that. No, absolutely right. not. Right. You should have Lady Bunny host the reunion. <laughs> oh God, that no. those would no be God. the best ever. She'd be like, hey girl, what oh you do? Like, oh my God. Oh. Uh, Lady uh, Bunny would literally call me at 6 a.m. in the morning and go, <laughs> Hey, fag, have you died of AIDS yet? And I'm wow. like, you fucking asshole. Where are you? I'm in Singapore looking for some dick. <laughs> like, oh, God, leave me alone. Go away. Lovely. Oh, Lady Bunny. Bunny. Lady Bunny would be a really good um, person to host a reunion. I just don't think she... Like the thing, I, you know, I'm knowing Bunny. Like, uh, you know, whatever. She doesn't care for Drag Race all that much. No, she doesn't watch she it. Doesn't even watch it. Yeah. Like when they have her fact, host the things, she just uh-huh. makes shit up. Like it's amazing. In fact, she has like steered me away from like, girl, don't audition, don't do it, don't do it. It's gonna ruin you. Don't do it. Don't. You know, like okay, well, whatever. All I know is when Lady Bunny opens. For Drag uh-huh. Race girls, there is something wrong with that sentence. Yes. Like. Well, Lady Bunny is, Bunny's also really fucking smart. And Bunny knows mm. how to play the game. And she is, I think Bunny is a genius. I, 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 
I honestly connect with Bunny more than I do with Rue. Mm. Because Bunny is crass. She is disgusting as fuck. Mm-hmm. I, I love that she has a fucking sailor's mouth. And, you know, for me, that's real. And, and like, I like, that's the kind mm-hmm. of brag I love. Like, I yep. don't connect with, I'm going to be pretty and I'm going to be stoic, not have any emotions, you know, not say hi to fans, not know people in my show who have done my show for years. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't understand that about Rue. Are you so high up the ladder? Does your shit not stink anymore that you have become this untouchable being? Mm-hmm. It makes drag not fun. And drag is fun and subversive and crass and dirty and critical. Yes. And we are not Naomi Campbell. If, no. if, if like if that's what the world needed, there'd be more Naomi Campbells. We need more Lady Bunnies and queens like you who are like in like I say in the trenches right. with the community. And it's not it's not floating above everybody in a you know um, m- like this designer made this for me. I mean that's cute. It's great. It's beautiful to see good fashion on drag queens, but that it's like it's it's drag is a facade, but it's not all about that facade. And I, you know, yeah. and that's where the that's where the separation is between what the show is and what the reality of our world is as queens. Because you know, both of you are queens. Both both of you have been in in the industry. Both of you see the ins and outs. You know how much work goes into it. Both. I mean, does Rue really do her own hair and makeup? I I mean, I know I she mean, doesn't. No. Mm-mm. She doesn't make her own clothes. Rue hasn't done it for years. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, to present this kind of image that, yes, drag queens have to be fabulous all the time. Girl, no. It's, it doesn't work that way. I get that she, RuPaul lives a fabulous life in the Hollywood Hills. Rue has a closet, like, bigger than my apartment. <laughs> like, literally, I lived on top of her closet in West Hollywood when I first moved to L.A. Like, Wow. Her closet is a whole a condo. Uh, so like, you know, I, you know, for me, it's just like, yes, we, you pave the way for a lot of us, but you don't pave the way for all of us. No. Right. And that's something that should be taken into consideration. And again, Drag Race is a reality show with drag queens as it is. It's not a drag competition. It's a reality show with drag queens. It's a video game. Yeah. 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 Mm hmm. Um, I love that the Vixen walked out of a reunion. Absolutely. I loved I, it too. I love it. Yeah. I, I love when a girl stands up to RuPaul. Um, I want to say the last time we saw something similar to this was with Pearl. Right. Um, and I like that the Vixen understood where her time, like she understood that she was not going to be able to finish the conversation that she wanted to have. And she left. And that was that. I, I'm kind of confused as to where the whole concept of she's reaching out for help. Like, I appreciate that uh, a, that Asia made this whole speech that was very supportive of the Vixen. But I don't understand where the notion of she needed help. She didn't need help. She just needed to be allowed to speak. Well, I, I don't I, I mean, if I can butt in, I don't think that I don't think that uh, uh, Asia's um saying she needed help was kind of like she's you know what what rupaul insinuated was like you know she's going through something mental which is what i got from rupaul's thing i think that what asia i think asia's saying by help she needs our support yeah she needs us to not attack her and and basically because what this turned into was rupaul's drag race the witch hunt of the vixen like that's what this was because 
for so much time to be spent, like basically, and, and I've been to like life coaching courses and walked out on the second day of one because, you know, they wanted me to, to do things in a way I wasn't comfortable with. It's like they pound this into you until you're like, okay, yes. You know, in the Vixen's case, it was like, I was wrong. I... I should not have, you know, like said anything to the white girls. I should not have gotten angry and perpetuated a stereotype. And it's like, RuPaul, nobody was perpetuating that stereotype. The the vixen was being fucked with left, right, and center, and you just continued doing it. And so it's like, you know, if, if you're being coached in this way, you got to go for your own mental health and the vixen did what she needed to do to help herself she didn't need anybody's help right in, the in vixen was right i yeah. mean bottom bottom line cut dry what she did i think she was she felt she was trapped in a corner and nobody was really coming to kind of like hey you know come to her defense mm-hmm. and so you know it was you were right it, it did become rupaul's drag race the vit the vixen witch hunt mm-hmm. and let's all hate the vixen um I, it's 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 horrible like what they did to that poor girl it's just it's just like wow why for what for what purpose for more viewers is mm-hmm. is this really gonna get you an emmy nomination like really yeah. i mean and, and it's girl. it's also not cute like when mayhem is there you know also like policing her tone it's just like we we don't need tone policing when there is an obvious like an aggressor and somebody who is being messed around with. Like, it, it, this is not a moment for tone policing. This is a moment for intervention so that somebody doesn't get dragged through the mud again. Oh, I didn't hear, I, I, what, ha- what happened with Mayhem? I, uh, was a- Mayhem was basically saying, like, you know, well, her tone has been, you know, like, off-putting and that fans, uh-huh. you know, wouldn't right. understand where she's coming from. But it's like, no, those who understand, and I'm, I'm just being ignorant and probably assuming it's going to be viewers of color, who, uh, you know, kind of across the spectrum understand what it's like to be marginalized and are seeing this happen to the vixen. And and RuPaul, as a person of color, if she still believes she is one at this point, I have no idea anymore, for her to do that to the vixen and then claim that they're coming from the same place, uh, it's like, are you kidding me? Like Like, what upside down world are we living in? You just contradicted yourself 20 times over like it's a it's a it's a disservice it's mm-hmm. it's just like what what happened was a disservice to um a lot of uh, people of color yeah. yeah um it's it's heartbreaking to have watched that gone down it you know vixen did the right thing as much as i'm not a fan like the vixen did the right thing for herself mm-hmm. um i think it's a, a conversation that we should all have like, you know, sh- we should be better people and we should try to move ourselves forward and not have some person's like, well, listen, I come from the fucking ghettos of San Diego and worked my ass off and, you know, sucked enough dicks and did enough shows to get to the fucking top. So you must do that. But she doesn't have to. No. Like, the vixen is fine. She was fine before the show. She'll be fine long after the show. Yeah. Rue doing that for me was just like, girl, Why? Why? Why would you, why would you go there? Like, there's no correlation. There is no absolute correlation between what just happened and like that bullshit you're trying to pull. Like, it's, it's not, it's nonsense to me. It's, again, it's for viewers. It's a reality show. It's for viewers. And unfortunately, the fandom of this show is rabid. It's vicious. 
and they will attack you for like no reason. And they are fucking racist. Oh, they yep. are racist. Absolutely, as fuck. yeah. It's very sad. What the, takes the it a step further is, and I'm not a fan of blaming your bad behavior on your zodiac, but um, Rue is a Scorpio. I myself am a Scorpio, and I uh-huh. have to come to. I and I love. Um, I love being vindictive and getting my revenge. Right. RuPaul is exactly the same. The difference is RuPaul has hung on to the like that good like that good feeling when you exact your revenge on the person who's wronged you. She has hung on to that and is now being a hypocrite and giving all of these other people all of this stupid unnecessary advice that she isn't taking. Mm-hmm. To I think Ru. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just think that to tell all these people, you know, if they um, if they don't pay your bills, pay them no mind. It's like, yeah, that applies in certain instances. But she's typically giving it that type of advice when it's time to strike. Like right. you, if you're being fucked with, it's time to respond. Right. It's, it's it really just strikes me as I, I mean, I'm not going to gain any more fans with what I'm about to say. I just like I'm just going to say it flat out. I think she's kind of a hypocrite. Um, you know, a, a lot of things like her, her words are sometimes contradictory of, of what she tries to preach. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, you know, I just, I was really disappointed in what I saw. Um, but how much of that did, how much of, how much of it did we, we really see at that reunion? Because I want to, now I want to know more. Yeah. I yeah. want to know what really happened. I want to know. And, you know, I want to know what went down completely mm-hmm. because I, I feel like, you know, a lot of what we're being fed, a lot of things that we are shown are are just snippets of what really happened. Yeah. Well, they did. They did have a, a kind of a lengthy break, I think, after she she left. Walked out. Yeah. Okay. And after after, you know, they were like, uh, <laughs> they're like, but before we go to break, we're going to talk about Dusty's conversion therapy. You know, like this weird moment where it was like. What? Like, there's no resolution? So like, It's a I, total tangent. It was a tangent yeah. moment. I was like, okay, why? It was such a waste. And then, well, not a waste, but it was just not in the right, at the right juncture. But they had a break, and all, most of the girls went and followed the vixen to her room and were like, are you okay? How are you doing? And the producers came, like, banging on her door a little while later to be like, you have to come back downstairs. And she was out of drag. And she was like, no, I'm not coming downstairs. And apparently it did not go down so well. Uh-huh. But you know what? Like she didn't come down. And it's I love that she stuck to her guns. And I will say this, what 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 troubles me about the Vixen leaving, not on her part, but on the show's part, the producers, RuPaul, whoever is, you know, trying to look or <laughs> pretending to look after these girls' uh, mental, physical well-being is that this is now That's a crock of shit. Yeah, oh, absolutely. This is the third girl who has either not shown up to the reunion, left the show mid-taping, or walked out of a reunion. So it's like you have Fifi, Adore, and now the Vixen. And they've right. all had reasons that have to do with RuPaul, Michelle. With production. Yeah. yeah, with production. There, there is, a, there is a, um, an innate issue with how these girls are not being cared for. You know, it, it takes a certain kind of personality to be able to deal with that sort of uh, I hate to use the term poking the bear. I mean, you're really poking at something. If you're, and and some people can take it, and some people can't. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I now that you have told me this, like it just it, you know, I Vixen and all, any RuPaul's Drag Race girls. The minute you signed that 
um, form when you audition, you're contractually obligated to them for a couple years. So um, the vixen walking out was correct for me as a as a human being. She did the right thing. I, from a business perspective, like you, you know, you're contractually mandated to be there. So, like, they have every right now to sue the fuck out of her. Well, which is kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, that's because fucked up. It shouldn't come to that, and I hope they don't do that. It's also very telling that so on Housewives when they do the reunion, th- that show is famous for the girls getting up and walking off the set, and right. they always negotiate with them to come back. There's right. always that's always the end game. How can we get you to come back? Do I have to right. tell someone not to stand up? What do I have to mm-hmm. do? And they weren't right. willing to do that at all, which is very to me very telling, not just of production but specifically of RuPaul. The fact that she was like, "This is one of my girls. She will always." be one of my girls and i don't give a shit that she left yeah but why that's the thing why would rue not have like followed her and be like listen kiddo let's talk it out let's let's hash this out i'm sorry for the things i've said i should be better than that you should be better than that let's fix this right because there needs to be some sort of resolution to what just what happened what we just watched like there needs to be something we need to know like as viewers i think responsible television would have been like hey listen rupaul like as rupaul i would have been like hey kiddo come back come back on set let's hash this out i'm sorry for what i said if i came off pointed salty whatever like let's put that all aside let's fix this i feel like it was rue's goal to get her to walk off the set was it uh, that's how I feel. I'm not operating on any rumors or anything like that. It's just, it seems, like I said, it seems odd that you would have everyone there, someone walks off, and you don't even attempt to get her to come back. It's strange. Maybe it was a part of Eureka settlement for not suing. There you go. <laughs> when she hurt herself. Could Can be you that. Imagine? Oh, my God. Eureka's like, by the way, here's another clause. Because yeah. I still want to see you. Get ready for Eureka's Drag Race because it's coming. Bye. No, I'll never watch the show ever again. <laughs> no. I, you know, like I, I, I find it weird that, like, the, you know, they, they kind of knock the vixen down on, uh, on a lot of racial things, but nobody can clock like the certain things that Eureka says, mm-hmm, like that yeah. whole pancake challenge to me is very telling of who she is as a person. Mm-hmm. It was a very ignorant statement that her pancake was a crackhead from East Compton. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bitch, have you ever been to East Compton? Do you know what East Compton looks like? Yeah. Like, girl, like that's a, like a, a like a, a bifurcation of like, it's, I'm just a girl, like you're, it just shows your ignorance. It shows like you would really call a pancake a crackhead from East Compton, like working tricks. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people from East Compton. I know a lot of people from East LA. I know a lot of people from Compton. Like that's they're not crackheads. Yeah. Right. It's also like work from what you know. Why wasn't it somebody who lived in a? I mean, I don't even think, but you know, in a mobile home from right. Johnson City, where she's from. That would have been. That would be fine. That would be like. Funny. I mean, girl, you have this whole library of you know shit about people who are considered to be white trash or rednecks or all these other you know things that white people have access to. Yeah. You know that 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 it's like the like access your own stereotypes. Right. Don't like it's just you you don't have access to that because of your privilege and your background. You have other shit. And I, like, I'm surprised that nobody else caught that. And I was just like, y'all didn't just I'm, hear what she said. The internet like, was not happy about it. I will tell you that much. But, oh, I didn't see what the internet was going on. But yeah, like, they were the the fact that she called her a crackhead, that she talked about heroin. It right. was very I mean, even as it was happening, I was like, oh, girl, like, no, 
No, like, come Considering on. that she has actually, there's videos of mm-hmm. this thing, like, saying the N-word over and over and over again. Like, right. uh, that, that that's something East Compton heroin crackheads, that's something you should definitely stay away from. And mm-hmm. And that's, it's stuff like this that doesn't, this, what she did with Kingsley, like, all of that stuff. I think stuff like that is why I don't have a problem when people call her a racist, <laughs> because I think she could stand to hear that word a few times if it means it's going to get her to change her behavior. But, well, I don't think she's going to change. I think her head's just getting bigger and bigger. No, it's not going to change. Yeah, not even. And nobody's definitely. nobody's like clocking her and like nobody close to her is really clocking on her to bullshit. Mm-mm. You know, the fans will drag her up and down left and right, but they're just fans. Yeah. Like it takes like friends to tell you, "Hey girl, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you just said was wrong. What you're doing is wrong." Like yeah. it's it's just it doesn't register to her. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that she surrounds herself with people who are like, yes, queen, like you let her have it. Yes, for like getting that out of her. I'm like just dead certain because I if I had seen myself like, after you know, after the fact when everything has settled and I see what it looks like, uh-huh. I would have been mortified that exactly. I made somebody else feel like they were responsible for attacking me when i was just being a passive aggressive bitch and was trying to get out of them that they didn't like me like girl mm -mm. it's it's not acceptable behavior not today anyway she's a fabulous queen and you know she's she's really good at what she does and i I will never knock her for her talent or her artwork Mm -hmm. it's just the personality i have a deep issue with yeah there's a software update that's needed Yes. I'm, exactly. That's what it is. It's just like now you have a platform and you're a different platform. Um, really? Would you really present that kind of ignorance to the world that you were that person? I don't know. Are you, she, are you, she doesn't see it as ignorance, I guess. No. I just, I hope she's checking her email so she can get that code and like reboot because I don't. I don't see her longevity kind of in a in a in a grander sense in 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 the in a wider world and and view and all of that really mm. lasting if she doesn't truly um like wake up yeah from this but. yeah I just I I just think there needs to be more depth to her mm-hmm. and it's I'm not getting it I'm just I'm really not it's just some white trash tall fat bitch from the middle middle of motherfucking Egypt who won a couple pageants. Like, I get it. Okay, cool. Fierce. Mm-hmm. Next. Yep. Meh. Next. Absolutely. Perfect segue. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the rest of this fucking reunion. <laughs> so stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back. And it's time to talk about, let's see, religion <laughs> slash conversion therapy. Oh so, my God. Girl. Um, 
Yes, it is heartbreaking. Okay, I'll be very honest. I think that what Dusty went through is terrible and all that, but I feel like the show is taking what Dusty went through and using it like spaghetti. They're just throwing all of it at the wall, and they're like, which one of these... um, Will stick, right? (laughs) Which one of these is going to stick? Which one of these is going to get us the Emmy nom? What angle is going to make Dusty cry even more? Exactly. And, you know, I mean, and... and like I don't think she's crying, you know, without any, uh, um, you know, justification. I mean, I think she went through terrible things. <laughs> yeah. You know, we've heard about some of it. We know Dusty. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's I mean, it's also such a traumatic thing to have yeah. make someone talk about it over and over right. again. Like, yeah, it's like this is the reunion. Mm-hmm. Her talking about her conversion therapy should be like how literally you know you dealt with a lot of this on the show how are you and your family now like has has the airing of the show changed anything that was the only question they needed to ask we did not need to go Go back back to it again because the material and the footage is there to help people who need it right that's how i feel and honestly the i thought monique's like um contribution to that was uh-huh. actually an extension of her story. Yes. Which I actually really um it, it was it was sad to see, but I'm glad that we saw that because she is such a deep person and there's constantly um more details and more depth coming from her. And I I appreciated that personally. I, I wanted I wanna get to know Monique Hart. I think there's a really interesting story mm-hmm. there. I, I think the show did not give her enough I, I think it was a disservice mm-hmm. um to her like just like chopping it off because they got the storyline right away yeah you know the dusty ray bottoms um like conversion therapy storyline i thought was cute because they're trying to do this whole thing well you know mike pence is is for conversion therapy mm-hmm. And so the rest of America is talking about this. So we need to address this. So we need to find somebody who in in the casting pool who has gone through this. Mm. But we're only going to use it for all of the five seconds because we need to hit the nail on the head, like you guys said. Oh, my and God. Like, and then get rid of her because of her dots. Exactly. Jesus. For, for such a superficial reason as her makeup. I mean like you know that. like really you're done you're done with her like that okay well uh-huh. if you guys really wanted to win the emmy that badly you you would have had her uh like on longer because mm-hmm. there's more there yeah i and i feel like i i i now see what you're saying my mind is blown um but there was no better example than blair's confession about being raped oh. in college and then they get because it her. literally happens seconds before she is eliminated right isn't that funny Welcome to television. I wow. knew it as soon as soon as they like, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I was like, oh, she's going home. She's going home today. They got they got that, and it's so like, even though what she said was so brief in that moment on right. on the runway, it was right. so impactful and so such a terrible thing to happen to somebody. And the fact that it's infiltrated her drag the way it did again. It, it never leaves you and then it's like we've got this that's all we need we don't need you to explain it we don't need anything else this is juicy enough bye exactly you know i, I should be called sasha bell because i've cracked the fucking code girl i mean but- you, you crack codes that i mean that like i never even thought and this is stupid because i should have thought of this that like you know they would look at the pool of applicants and be like this girl's talented and this girl's talented equally talented but this one has all this shit that we can use for one, two, three, five, four episodes, five episodes. That's Let's the way it is. Her. 
That's that's the way you know? it works, and that's the way it has. Oh, like I mean, after I guess after season, you know, four, because mm-hmm. they, you know, they really live for that Fifi Sharon drama, and they knew oh that was going to happen. Because I really felt that Willem was going to win that season. She had it. it was, she had it to you win. Know? And but she just like she's like she figured it out right away. She figured out that it wasn't going to work because they weren't. You know, Willem's really smart because she's been in television. Mm-hmm. If you've been in TV, you know how this all works. You know that in a casting pool, well, this is how our storyline is going to be. Well, conversion therapy is a really big thing right now. Well, rape is an issue that we need to talk about because. Only females are talking about getting raped. How about the hashtag Me Too movement? Mm-hmm. What about boys? Right. So let's talk about that. Let's bring that up. Yeah. And it's important to bring up, obviously. It is a very important but, to bring up. There are issues the that need to, to, to be brought up. But the ha- the handling of the situation, um, you know, is, is kind of where it's like, it's, it's a serious disservice. Because, like, had you really, like, really cared and genuinely cared about these people's and their struggles and their stories and who they are. Like, you would have delved more into, in, you know, like, if RuPaul is really, quote-unquote, like the as- ascendant creature she claims mm-hmm. to be, then these are these are truly, like, things that you could come in and be like, hey, hey, girl, like, you know, let's, let's do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. to cut them off right away after that... Like it's just like bye, we're yeah. done with you. We got we got your we got your juicy thing. There goes the community. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's skip down to the town hall where RuPaul basically like opens it up to uh to the floor and asks if the girls have any topics that haven't been covered yet. Uh-huh. Um I love that we get a sequel to the Alexis Michelle problem of season nine with mayhem um, mm-hmm. and um, and how she wants to know why Asia and Aquaria didn't share their thoughts on her drag to her face. <laughs> why, why would anybody go there after season nine? Right. And seeing what, what Alexis went through for having a, like a moment, you know, you know it, like... it's really, it's really funny because, <laughs> um, I have a lot of mutual friends with Mayhem Miller and I, you know, I've only worked with her once or twice and I've always admired her and what she does. I just, I felt kind of bad because I think somebody put it best. The Vixen's empty chair got more airtime than Mayhem Miller. It's true. Wow. Unfortunately. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. wow, what? Like, was this just fan service that they put her on? Like it, it makes me kind of question things. Was was it fan service to the true fans of Drag Race to put Mayhem Miller on? I said on the first episode that I thought them giving her the win for that um, was it like a plastic uh-huh. bag, oh, yeah. a plastic bag dress with like the gloves and stuff. I thought that was a pity win. I right. thought that was them saying, we're so sorry it took us so long for us to cast you that we're going to let you win the first challenge and then send you home on episode five. It's 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 a little off putting. Like I just like I don't I you know I have a lot of really close friends with her, and I'm just like I for me I'm just like this is just so weird. It's weird. Like it's weird to me. Like if they really just wanted her, they would have cast her seasons ago, three or four or five. You know, like I honestly feel like some girls who've been on Drag Race, and this is not like they're not girls are good at drag. There are some girls who are not good Magnolia at drag. Magnolia Crawford race. made it onto Drag Race before Mayhem Miller. Please. With that information in mind, that's, that's, why I'm like, so that's why I'm like, Mayhem, 
take it with a grain of salt, girl. You are fierce. You've had a career that has been yeah, excellent. Honestly, they should have just been like, girl, for your years of service alone here, you get a pay raise. Like, right. here. Because the thing is, it's like, you know, and I thought Mayhem was great, but I was kind of like, what? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. This is not the Mayhem Miller. I mean, I, you know, we've never met her in person, but if you know drag, you know Mayhem. And so that alone, like just knowing who she is because you're a fan of drag, like that says something. Yep. You know, right. like don't cast her just because all of her good Judies have been on. Like, yeah, it's, well, it's, <laughs> it's weird. I think if I ever get on, which is never going to happen now, I'd be like, yeah, I'm friends with um, Jiggly Caliente, who makes <laughs> fun of me. Um, I'm friends with the turds in the toilet. <laughs> I don't know. I come from a very story drag family. RuPaul sneezed on me once. Yeah, uh, RuPaul, RuPaul tried to hit me with her car about three times when I was her neighbor. <laughs> These are facts, by the way. Like, literally has tried to kill me. She knows like, who you are by this point. She's like, stop! She doesn't know how to drive. Like, that's one thing. She doesn't know how to drive. I mean, well, here's the thing. If you should ever get cast, please know that RuPaul was not successful in killing you with her car, but she will figure out a way if she ever casts you on the show. So keep <laughs> that in mind. There will, be, there will be a Jane Mansfield challenge just <laughs> for Monistat. Oh, my God. I, you know, I, you know, it's, 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 I felt bad for Mayhem Miller. I think it just it was a it was a pity vote and she should have gone on the show long before now yeah um and it's you know what she does is beautiful and and polished and like things you want to watch mm-hmm. and she's funny and she's interesting and you know these are things that had did not get any display on the show because they were too busy trying to set up some sort of you know, storyline, you know, we have A, B, and C storyline. We have um, uh, the fight between Aquaria and Eureka because we know they're going to be the top four. And then we need the Vixen to be kind of like blah, 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 blah. Let mm-hmm. me let me just talk my shit so I'm going to bite the bait. And then you have like, oh, instances of like, well, we need to feed America something beautiful. So we're going to give them a rape storyline and a conversion storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Mayhem was there to do a job. Like that's she the thing. She was there to do a job. Like, like, she's, you know, and, and her storyline was literally like, oh. <gasps> the gag that mayhem is on drag race and it's like girl right. how, how could we have passed you up for so long and then girl you've wanted to be on so long like what is this and it's like okay well like they had nothing else to do with her because she's so seasoned and has you know been working at this for so long that it's like she's gonna go there and do her thing like she's not i will say know? this that like I, I i looked at the pink denim dress that mm-hmm. she got eliminated for and I saw it from afar. I saw it from up close. I saw I saw the details. And I looked at it. And I was like, girl. I told her, I was like, girl, this actually looks like denim. So I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And I'm looking at it from 10, mm-hmm. 20 feet away. That was pink so, denim. Pink denim. Like, I don't know what they were trying to tell you. That it doesn't look like denim. Mm-hmm. And and then to give her a song that, girl, everybody in Southern California has done at least five or six or seven or eight times, the theme song to her show in Riverside, like, what the fuck? Like, it just, it was a, it was a lot of what the fuck moments. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they loved, they loved Eureka's dress. Oh, 
Um, no, so no. Ugly. Oh my god, no, not her dress. I'm sorry. I'm having terrible flashbacks to that like barefoot honky tonk. Um, uh-huh. it was. <laughs> Her pantsuit that was made from the same fabric as that dress. That pantsuit was hideous. Oh, completely with a side lace bullshit. Like that was one of the ugliest things I've ever seen any drag queen, any person wear. She no, I, I love this. And, and no, she and won then, with that bullshit. And then they're like, if you're going to get naked, it shows us vulnerability. I'm like, no, you're just showing us no. a fat bitch rolling around the floor. Like I that's was not like, vulnerability. She does she does what she does, you know, she did what, what she probably did in her hotel room when she found out the vixen didn't like her. Right. Like she fell on the floor and wad, you know? Like I'm like that like, okay, you're big. Like a big person to be like, I'm gonna be a big baby and flabby and all that, like that's not a stretch. No, it's not. It's it's a like, very like, oh well, I'll do this. You know? I, yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like that whole situation was weird. I felt bad for Mayhem Miller. I you know, mm-hmm. I just I wish she would have gotten on seasons long before this. Maybe she could be an all-stars. Maybe she has no interest in the franchise whatsoever. Who knows? But mm-hmm. I think she'll be fine. I think she'll be yeah. fine with yeah, or without. Absolutely. So from there, we go to what is my personal favorite moment, uh-huh. which is when it is Monique to camera who is like, who the fuck are you? Like, yeah. who are you? I screamed because... <laughs> This whole competition, I've been like, I mean, I guess she's okay. Because in my mind, I'm like, I don't really, like, she's not really, like, her drag doesn't bother me. I mean, and and who cares if it does? But it's like, she's okay. So it's like, but she's not giving me anything, really. Like, I don't know anything about her. So it's like... They've given her a lot of uh, a lot of passes, mm-hmm. I think, because she's a cute boy, and they need cute boys, and yeah. to show that there's a duality to drag, that drag queens can be beautiful boys as well. Mm-hmm. And you know, they've kept her off that long because I, I I don't think she's a particularly good lip syncer. I think you know, pulling stunts like splits, and I'm like, girl, this is you pulling a, a split. You're mm-hmm. okay, cool. You're a dancer, fierce, great. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. If you shoot an arrow real high, hooray. <laughs> also, and when they did the top four on the episode before this, uh-huh. and they did like a compilation of, right. you know, their their performances, Cameron was doing the same move in every yeah. single clip. And it's like, was that shady? Like, was that, you know, were they trying to like say, yeah, but look, it's the same. You it's know? it's I just I uh, whatever it's again it's one of those fan service things because his his boy Instagram he does lip sync which he does very well as a boy I don't know why mm-hmm. he can't do it as a girl and and you know <laughs> Diggly is just like well drag queens shouldn't have to be comedy all the time yeah well drag queens don't have to be comedy all the time but drag queens should be interesting on stage and not just be pretty we fight we've fought with jiggly the entire season about cameron because we're like girl i get it she's a cute boy her makeup's okay her fashion is like she walked into the workroom in a fucking like like a, a sundress jumpsuit and it's very talbot hair yeah i'm it's like talbot's like i was like i'm not really interested yeah like you're great you're the trophy wife who somehow stumbled into 
you know, Drag Race Day but One. But it's not. It's not even good. It's not even good trophy wife look. Like no. I'm like, girl, if you're going for the Real Housewives look, like wear some actual Louboutins, wear mm-hmm. an Urban Leisure dress, like give us human hair that nobody could afford. Like mm-hmm. if you're going to be the rich white bitch, be the rich white bitch, and stop with those open toed, open heeled lace up shooties. Like she has them, like ten pairs of nude. Of the same shoe. I hate those shoes, personally. It's so weird. It's I, so weird to me. I cannot, like, I just, it, it's just like when you see a shoe repeated so much, uh-huh. it's like, I get it. Sometimes, you know, you find that shoe and it's comfortable. Right. But, like, find another version, another <laughs> color, something else. It's like, just, it, there's not enough texture to, for, for me, there's not enough texture to her drag mm-hmm. that, war- that should warrant her that placement mm-hmm. i just i don't there's not enough texture to it yeah. like you know and and we can go back to season 11 i think there's one of her friends is actually on season 11 and i oh. think mm-hmm. this queen is amazing like yes, this queen is. is phenomenal and i'm just like well why did they put her on in that season that's so weird mm-hmm. well i mean y- you know they were trying to run through the phone book i guess mm-hmm. I right mean, when all the girls were behind her being like oh like that that moment between monet and vangie when they were like oh, so you've had this too oh okay like we've all experienced this kind of dismissive cameron and then right. when she said oh, you know i was not a working drag queen i was a hairdresser i was like then you have no business auditioning right like, right stop it because there is a chance that they will see you and be like well, she's hot and she's okay, so let's put her on. And it's like you are taking somebody else's spot who away who is working every day to do to make more money, to do better, to to right. to, to work on projects that they can't afford to. Don't right. just say like I'm bored. I'm going to audition because right. there's a chance you might get on, and then you literally have no idea what the fuck to do with yourself. Right? Yeah, I, I find her pedestrian basic. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm not enthused about it. You know, it's it just I, okay, girl, cool. You're pretty. Whatever. Next. Yeah. I. I'm, Calorie wants to be her best friend. Ugh. Why? I don't know. Someone bring her a drink. Um, Poor Calorie. <laughs> Poor t- Calorie, Calorie is the least interesting Latina in the history of drag race. <laughs> I know. And that hurts me <laughs> that she is the first drag queen from New Mexico to be on the show, says that there is no other drag in New Mexico. And is that like one note? It's like, girl, come on. What it's, note? It's depressing. It depresses me. It, like... like it- Whatever. Again, it's a reality show. It's not a show about drag anymore. No. It's a reality video game. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are some people who are there for certain reasons, and I understand that now. And you know, she unfortunately got eclipsed again. Like she just got totally eclipsed of the heart by fucking Miss <laughs> Vandy. And she tried to read her during the reading challenge. I know. What was that about? I was like, bitch, are you that bitter? And then Vanji read her back. And right. it was like t- 20 times funnier than the first read. At least I have a tagline. Who are you again? Right. I live. That, to me, it's like you do not want to be the Elisa Summers of any season. <laughs> like, that is my favorite reference. And I've probably, like, you know, beat it like a dead horse. But it's like, literally, she is the person I always forget about until there's somebody else like her mm-hmm. on the show. I, just, like, I, I don't think she's... Uh, she'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I just... 
don't see anything compelling about her. Mm. Much like Cameron, like I just, I'm just not like, oh, I want to look at you. Mm-hmm. I'm just okay, cool, bye. You're there. Oh, Next, yeah. they'll have them back at their home bars after. I'll, I'll, I'll see you at brunch on Sunday at Mary's, girl. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Next, uh, you're like, send me your numbers. I love yeah, completely. I love that Dusty went for blood during the reading challenge and the little, like the quick little moment of never loved you to Michelle Visage. I just enjoyed that. You know, hearing Michelle talk about her dots the whole season, it really bothered me. But I love that she got her moment. Michelle Visage. Okay, well, well, another, probably another reason why I'll never get on the show. <laughs> I just I don't see her. I don't see her. No. And I made this very vocal to a lot of people, which is my problem. Like, I just, I don't see her. I really don't. I, like, we've, we've got, I don't think, I, I don't, I don't see her. I don't want to see her. I want her fired. Um, I, I, no, I just, the thing is, she's so acerbic. And whether, whether or not it's fed to her, whether or not she says it, girl, if you were telling me to say that shit, and I were as smart as Michelle pretends to be, I would not say that shit because that it's just like you are not coming off as a caring person. And then you hide behind everything. You hide behind the fact that you're a mother. You're not right. this girl's mothers. Like right. these are adults. Stop. Like, stop doing that. Like you're not here to slap anybody's hand. And the critiques you're giving are like, you know, you're recycling buzzwords. That you, you know, for somebody that, that claims to like, you know, have been part of the New York mm-hmm. scene for so long you should know there are different kinds of drag and makeup and like punk scene and ballroom scene girl like i thought dusty ray's dots were fierce i thought Mm -hmm. her makeup was different and i like that because it's a different kind of drag that doesn't really get talked about right you know there are tons of queens out there who need that, who need to look up to people like Dusty Ray, who will come into a national platform like Drag Race and, and see, see somebody like that and like, hey, that's a fierce bitch with some really cool things, you know, dots or not. Like, the dot thing just bo- it bothered me as well because, again, Michelle claims to be from the CBGB ballroom, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. You know, I parted with Suzanne Barsh. Suzanne Barsh was doing that in the fucking 80s, honey. Mm-hmm. So you should know that. And it's like Aquaria currently parties with Suzanne Barsh. Right. So it's right. like, girl, like there are things that you're going to say that people are going to be like, you're wrong. Like this right. is a fallacy. And that's 90% of what she says. Have you ever seen the video of her voguing? I don't want to. You, <laughs> no, really, you don't. It's awful. It is. Oh, really? Yeah, it's terrible. It's And it's clear that it was like a hobby. It was never, Do you, you think- know. Yeah, I've. I, I, I've done a lot of research on that whole storyline about her being part of the, the ballroom scene. I'm like, I asked a lot of friends, you know, and I have a lot of friends from that era of, you know, New York, like the pre Giuliani, mm-hmm. like boy bar, St. Mark's place, like the whole scene. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, I was like, did you ever know? And they're like, no, girl, we never saw her. Right. Who is she? She just right. wouldn't stop coming every night to the clubs. <laughs> and they were like, okay, girl. Like you, right. you can you can do this over there, like amongst the tables. We'll let you hold our bags. Yeah, like you can. Yeah, you can do your. Like I mean, she might have been the bag check girl or the coat check girl. Like I, I mean, honestly, there are things that she says sometimes. That, I mean, I'm just like, girl, stop. Like we get it. You you are thankful to RuPaul because she gives. Like she is the reason you have a paycheck and a like, career and a career. But it's like. It, like you know like slow your roll 
and maybe adopt a different, you know, actually try and be maternal. Don't be a like a baseless, you know. Like- that's what it is. I think that's you hit the nail on the head because I think that's the one thing she is lacking. Mm-hmm. Like it's you have to be maternal. If you are a mother, have some sort of maternal instinct that you should just. It's about action rather than the words, the buzzwords that mm-hmm. she uses. Claims that she's maternal, but I do not see it. Mm-hmm. There is nothing warm about her. Not at all. Nothing at all. There's nothing warm. I'm not connected, and I'm, you know, like. Um, it is what it is and she is who she is and, and God bless and she does she has her children and her daughters and she's a great mother mm-hmm. to them but please you know be more a bit a bit more responsible mm-hmm. with how you treat these people who come before you not because you're fa- you you like them because they like Madonna mm-hmm. you know be fair to everybody yeah and it's not it's like it's not fair and you know what it's like change your hair oh my god your hair it's always gray that very right oh my god there we go and it's like oh you know like you fucked with that queen too to the point where now she's i mean an instagram queen you know to be fair but like now she got so fucked up by the show that she didn't know what to do with her drag afterwards right and it's like you know it's on it's all over the internet now like she's like i have not been asked to do anything ever again because of this show and it's like yeah you know tell her to sing while you're doing a a break and then make it look like she's making a a mockery of what you're doing because you didn't air that part you didn't tell her you were filming her you know and that this was going to be aired i mean not that they have to but it's like there is there there has to be some uh line of ethics drawn in the sand you know and it's like what's next hey queen of color you come down the runway in the same color skin every week Give us something different. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, white queen, try being a little right. darker next. No, literally, literally be a little darker. Like, I mean, it's hyperbole, but it's like there are queens whose thing is one, one color, you know, one color of hair. Hey, some queens can only afford one wig. You know, right. this, this is an, an expensive job. And it's so like, what's Cameron Michaels excuse then? Girl, I, she buys a lot of bad hair. <laughs> I mean, she. I'm w- not one. I'm not one to read hair. My hair is always shitty. It's fried. It's gross. But like, it's cute. You though. know, it, it bothers me that you know Michelle Visage would really come for Dusty Bottoms dots. I'm like, of all the things to pick apart. Yeah, it's like, oh, okay, so it's fresh, it's different. Really, I, I mean, nobody in New York does what Dusty does. I've never met a queen before you know right. who does what dusty does right and we've we've known her from like the, the get-go you know and it, or, or met her you know known about her since the get-go and it's like they don't celebrate those things that are unique they want to create not even like a pageant queen there's this like i don't i don't know if they're going to stop when the next rupaul actually comes on the show and it's like oh this is so you the know, current rupaul we have now would never win the show that is that is well, point number one. <laughs> that is a fact of life point she number two she doesn't know the words exactly she doesn't have the range also <laughs> i don't understand why they cast these girls who have a unique look about them like dusty only to then embarrass them because of their look it is insulting it is incredibly insulting, not just to the queen, but also to us, the fans of drag, not of drag race, of drag. Mm-hmm. I think they're dumbing down, like, and that's, and I, you know, again, it goes back to television and television production. I think it's the dumbing down of drag. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or the the 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old kid from the Midwest who is not as exposed. 
but I think that's horrible because you should be able to enjoy all kinds of drag, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it presents. Be open-minded about it. Don't fucking put this bitch on the show who is obviously incredibly talented, who has something to say only for a fucking storyline. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a. It's a. And then throw her off. And then throw her off. Yeah. Like right after. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed on a petty note that no one voted for Cameron when they asked who should win. I didn't catch it the first time we watched, but I went back and I was like, Uh, "All right, I'm gonna keep score because she had a sour ass look on her face when everyone was done talking." And I was like, "Oh, why does she look so sad?" And then I counted how many votes she got, and it was zero. None. Nobody voted for her. Nobody wanted her, and I understand why. And I think, you know, uh, like it's it's not it's it's not compelling drag. Mm-mm. Let's just put it that way. It's no, she's boring. not a queen's queen. No, That's she's not. The, yeah, it's um. Not. You can tell when a girl really loves doing it and loves other queens as well. And I think that you know that that stinky face that she made was very much like. Ugh, I don't have to. T- I don't want to have to talk to these other girls. Like, can I just right. come here and do my thing and leave? Like- right. That's, I feel like that's very her. Mm-hmm. It's it, that's her attitude, and that's yeah. the way she perceives this quote unquote industry that we have. Like, I'm here for myself, mm-hmm. which is fine. Be for yourself, but like, don't act like you're not. You're above it all. Yeah. Be a pleasant coworker. Yes. Right. Be a pleasant coworker. <laughs> like. You know, well, you know what? Maybe she will get enough money to open a salon and then she'll just stop doing drag. Uh, Hopefully. Right? Good for her. She'll just be happy. You know, the the fun, I I hate to be so fucking crass, but honestly, like the whole time uh, the season season was on air, uh, me and a couple of friends were like, I wonder when her porn is going to drop. Right? I kind of want to see a porn though. (laughs) Like, you know, Violet Chashki had one, Detox had one. Uh, whoever else were like dick pics and everything. I wonder she's a hot guy. So there's somebody must have like recorded something somewhere. Where is it? No, I think she walked into the bar and just walked straight to the bathroom and out because she just wasn't interested. You know, she just <laughs> never never hooked up with anybody because like you know she's busy doing things on her own. <laughs> yeah, um, I am like- less than not interested in her porn. No, I'm not interested in her in the slightest. Like. Uh, <laughs> 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 Uh, I, you know, it, I. Somebody told me she used to live down here. I'm like, I don't remember her. Well, I mean, she may have lived here before I lived here, but like, why, why did she leave? She was that memorable. That's what I'm saying. If you, if like, that's the thing. People come, like, queens come to LA all the time, thinking they're gonna be something. They're gonna be great, but nobody realizes. Yes, um, you're great, but girl, there's a bazillion other amazing talented local queens go yeah. on tour get the fuck out like well i mean and on that note about getting the fuck out i mean it so who do we think is gonna win um personally that was a I, terrible segue but i'm sorry anyway um, I, 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 I don't i think aquaria is gonna win but i want asia o'hara i i, I really want i love just the way it's not a drag that I I do, mm-hmm. um, but I like I like the way she presents herself, and I know she is a former Miss Gay America, and you know, like that motherly instinct comes from her background as well as like really if you're if you're in that pageant system, they like they coach you, and and I've heard it from other people how amazing she is at being extremely supportive of younger queens and and people doing their own thing Mm -hmm. and it showed on the show and i you know i i want her to win 
I don't think it's gonna work in her favor. Yeah, me. Aqua- it's Aquaria. It's it's an yeah. Aquaria thing. It's Aquaria. Yeah. It's yeah. Aquaria. Mm-hmm. It's a lip sync battle. That's what de- decides all of this. And I think- oh, is that what happens? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think okay. Aquaria is gonna kick their asses. So yeah, yeah. I think Aquaria will definitely. Be- and you know, it's it's gonna be another Sasha Valor situation where. Like Aquaria did not lip sync all season. And we want to see this now. We want to see what she can do because we've heard about it forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. Amen. But we've never mm-hmm. seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, she's nice and rested because she'd have to do it all season. So <laughs> let's see. I um, will say this. I will say this. Um, I met Aquaria. Um, she came to brunch once and, you know, it was a couple of months ago and there was this whole controversy surrounding her in her time here in LA because apparently she had said something off or whatever. And, you know, I, I got a little skewered from my friends because they were like really going to town on her. I'm like, well, she was really polite and nice and sweet. And I wanted to, you know, she, she had brought up some names and friends we had in common. I was like, wow, I, I didn't even know you knew who I was. That's great, girl. Like she, she loves drag. And mm-hmm. I think Aquaria does her research on drag and what other queens are doing. And I think that's something that uh, for somebody so young, that's very admirable, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. It's very refreshing to see that. I'm very excited for her. (laughs) I would love for her to win. It's either her or Asia O'Hara for me. Like I, I could, Eureka is just bye. I'm good. Go, we'll go have burgers girl. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think she got her, you know, she got her, her redemption, her knees better. Like she's not going to sue anybody. This was her settlement, I think. And Mm -hmm. she did well with it, you know, and, and, and okay, cute. Now, you know, move on, keep it moving. Yeah. I mean, she's going to keep working. She has, Mm -hmm. she has a great team behind her. Eureka is, is, is a talented performer, Mm -hmm. is a, is a good queen. Uh, I just, uh, personality wise, I'm just like, girl, bye. No. Yep. No, ma'am. Um, you know, uh, it's Aquaria for me. Mm-hmm. I want Asia to win. I hope Asia wins. But looking at, at the bigger picture, taking a step back, it's Aquaria. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Well, on that note, that brings us to the end of our episode. Thank you so much for doing this with us. I like the end. You like that? I like that. <laughs> We loved having you on. and Thank we, you for having me. We hope that we will have you on again soon to do a whole interview just about you because we loved meeting you in L.A. Um, just feed me dicks. Just just, just pay me in dicks. It's in my contract. Yeah, right? Pay me in that's dicks. That's your writer? Just a, like yeah, a, my a, writer. Pay me in poppers and dicks. A bowl of dicks. Yeah, a bowl of dicks. Honey. <laughs> well, we'll make sure. We'll get some. Well, only the best for you. Um, But until then, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you and what you're up to? What I'm up to right now, I am washing my fucking panties. I have been in drag since Thursday night. I've been flying um, from San Francisco to L.A. Uh, I'm based out of L.A. now, originally from San Francisco and a tiny little island called Guam. Um, But um, I'm going to New York, actually, in a couple of hours. So... (laughs) I'm washing my panties so it doesn't smell disgusting. So we will um, literally see you soon. You will literally see <laughs> my soon. Um, I am, uh, I'm based out of LA. You can find me at Hamburger Mary's in West Hollywood. I, it's my home away from home. I am there three, four nights out of a fucking week. I love my home bar, you know, and you will find me at other bars around town here. I am San Francisco, wherever they would hire me because there's only three things I really love. It's Dick, money, and Chanel. So (laughs) 
That's all um, you need. Can, and where should they uh, follow you on social media? On social media, my Twitter is at Monistat, at M-O-N-I-S-T-A-T, and so is my Instagram. It's really easy to follow. My Facebook is the same, the Monistat, M-O-N-I-S-T-A-T. And um, you can find me by a dumpster by 7-Eleven or a parking lot, a dark parking lot with a crowbar somewhere. You know, things like that. Wow. She's frightening. Oh, good. <laughs> so excited. Um, love <laughs> well, we're Grizzly Key on everything. That's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you can follow us there. Send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com, and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Until next time, CS Foya, tiene que ser bueno. Ay, maricón. <laughs>